Blog Talk Radio. This presentation may contain language and scenes which may be objectionable to certain individuals. Viewer discretion is advised. Yeah, I pay my dues and get paid for it too. The outcome of my input is my favorite review. I do the work of two and a half men like Charlie Sheen. This is what you get when you don't care about the party scene. So pardon me if I don't really look amused. I'm just shooting for the matches like I'm trying to make the news. All this winning by myself got these labels all confused. I should do a deal with Nike because these checks are coming soon. Ooh. Am I the only one lifted? Money ain't as fun when you're the only one with it. I need a smaller table in the bigger fence. I see these leeches camping out, it's like they live in tents. I'm too advanced for your advances. Man, I'm feeling godly. Rust is the wave now, nah. rust the tsunami. Techiera's casada conmigo, yeah, they want me. This is for my Spanish girls in Brooklyn screaming pop. Everybody's in the same game, different levels with it. Same hell, different devils with it, yeah. Let me tell you how my life feel. This past year has felt like a Hey, welcome to another episode of The Pop Culturist. Uh, you guys aren't familiar with me because I usually don't do the show intro, <laughs> but I am Kyle Hepfine Adams. Alex is currently scared um, or missing, I believe. We both uh, tried to watch Veronica, and um, he just he can't handle scary movies, so I think uh, this one might have scared him away. <laughs> Uh, sorry for the delay, folks. Um, I am running on CP time. Uh, I just... What's that? Whoa. Is that Keith Murder? Floating around? Hey, yo. Hey, what's up? It's Keith Murder, y'all. Replacing the, the recently deceased and seanced Alex Big Papa Mellow. Welcome to the pop culture, y'all. Keith Marta. Got a really Veronica. dope show. Today. Yeah, I died Which, watching that movie. Just like 80% of the people that saw it, boom, dead, out. Which scientists could not explain those, which is really weird. Yeah, it's it's very crazy. <laughs> um, so, like, me and Alex got a lot to talk about today as a joint This is like a joint show um, But however, it's called Open Your Third Eye Because um, I am having a uh, guest, Kinfolk uh, Coming onto the show at 8.30 um, To talk, Ahmad White Or Emmett Hunter um, Who played Ahmad White in the FX show Atlanta um, he also did uh, Homeland, Standing Gets Evil, and he has a lot of films that are coming up in 2018 that are in production or post-production, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, and, and yes, Ken Folk, because he actually is my cousin. It's kind of cool, um, so we'll talk a little bit more about that as well. Um, Don't Get Robbed, Atlanta Season 2, Episode Man. 2. Whew. You said it was hard to watch. It was hard to watch of the brutal reality, but again, that's what a great show does. That's what a great creator, uh, Donald Glover, his brother as well as the director, which we'll get more into that later on into the show. But my God, that that beginning, you thought the the premiere, you know, cold open was crazy. Um, Yeah, it's it's even crazier in this one. 
Whoa. I got things falling at random uh, now. Did that? Oh, man. You got that ghost. You got those spirits in your house. So, of course, we'll be talking about the Netflix uh, Brazilian original Veronica. Um, (laughs) We'll we'll talk about that. I saw two movies, Kyle, this uh, within the last couple of days that involved children and the evil. One was a main release and one was a streaming release. And you'll be surprised on which one I enjoyed a little bit more than the other um also finally got to see game night which i will give my glowing review uh everybody pass go along with that uh jesse plemons for mvp maybe that's just Mm. the review right there jesse plemons for mvp of the world (laughs) we'll also get into some manic movie minutes uh some musical mantra and of course again the uh kyle will interview uh emmett hunter which i'm very excited for going over the credits you know, that, that uh, Mr. Hunter has had uh, very excited to hear. And, and definitely mm-hmm. I got to start watching this IFC show I've been told about um, as well as uh, not realizing the creators behind it. So we'll talk with Emmett Hunter here in a bit. Uh, but first we're going to cut to break. We are, uh, since we got a packed show, um, we are uh, a wrinkle in time of sorts, if you will. Um, but we will be right back with the box office beatdown. Um, but first, we're going to hear hunters, especially get ready early. We got your FML solutions just for you for the upcoming deer hunting season, specializing in uh, deer stands uh, that are easy uh, to set up, dismantle, uh, as well as haul your trophy in. But you'll hear that uh, along with uh, all our other sponsors, and we'll be back <laughs> in two and two. Word. <laughs> Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. out on an awesome show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? We got you covered. From WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, Lucha Underground, All Japan, and more. We're talking the highs and lows in pro wrestling. Heck, we're even giving you people from the Okadas and Omega. We're even talking the Bone Soldiers and Enzo Amoris. Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. 
Okay. I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susan. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil. I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Account Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Account Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. We are not just in the universe, but the universe is within all of us. Think about quantum entanglement. Two electrons, once bonded together, in love, if you will, suddenly separated by a galaxy, but somehow still just disconnected. An unbroken union despite being galaxies apart. And our most recent calculations show us that these fields connect us to other dimensions. Dimensions outside of the limitations of space and time. Imagine that. Imagine. Rather than enduring the oppressive rules of time and space, we could wrinkle it. 91 billion light years traveled like that. Kyle, if you could possess that power to control time and space to create a wrinkle in time, if you will. Good God, why do they have to air so many sad commercials? Um, what would you do with that? Um, you know, that almost reminds me of, like, this Facebook picture I shared where they explained how we're in nostalgia area, uh, uh, ugh, nostalgia era, which is, like, the era between, um, uh, I guess the um, baby boomers and the millennials. Okay. Um, but they pretty much was saying like it was really depressing, and how on how it broke it down. <laughs> uh, I to to answer your question, I guess. Um, I don't know. It was suck. <laughs> but just like the <laughs> Facebook picture that I was that I uh, was geared to explain, I guess. Mm-hmm. The, the point was, it was just saying like how there were so many technological advances that we didn't have a chance to really hold on to things and 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 uh, endure them, and so like because things are, are moving so quickly that when things are brought back, we're like, yay, we're happy to see it because it was in our lives for such a short moment. Basically, it was really depressing. Yeah, no, it it really is. I mean, but. I mean, I, I don't think it's, you know, as depressing as nostalgia, I think, is a, a good thing. Yes, it can get into the clear path of our judgment, um, which, I mean, I would say 
since I've reached, what, 25 plus, uh, the cynic in me has grown more and more. Where I'm like, oh, nostalgia, it's going to be great. And then I'm always let down. There was probably from like 2007 all the way to like 2014, I was pretty much angry with everything that would come on. I was like, oh, why was that disappointing? Why was everything just in a trailer? Where now I just accept it since I'm in my early 30s and just nonchalant and just let everything go as was the box office beatdown, because let's be real. Unfortunately, as many wrinkles in time as there are, can you knock off the king? Uh, unfortunately, Jason Bateman and team uh, could not. But uh, people, you need to go check out this movie, number five, Game Night. And I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, coming in at number five, 7.9 million with a 45 million uh, already after a few weeks domestically here. Uh, the the Black Widow wannabe movie, uh, Red Sparrow, um, stands action, apparently. Uh, fortunately, did not check this out, but is on the docket. Jennifer Lawrence and Joel Egerton, um, $8.1 million, only garnering 31, uh, a little over $31 million. So kind of surprising with Jennifer Lawrence, but again, with it being R-rated, that definitely, you know, kind of neglects uh, some of her younger fan base there. But uh do intend to check this out. Wasn't uh, too keen on it before, but... Uh, after reading and hearing a few different people's perspectives on it, uh, I, I intend to give it a try. As well as this one, uh, movies like Veronica, you know, can scare you. Um, as well as Hereditary, the the new new movie that has been scaring people. Uh, but The Strangers, uh, I don't know if you've seen the original there, Kyle, with uh, Liv Tyler. And I believe Scott Speedman uh, about ten years ago. There, uh, the scariest thing to me is not your Freddy Kruegers or Michael Myers. It's your home invaders. It's your psychopathic, bored people, uh, mm. deranged, if you will. Uh, the, the sequel where a family gets stuck uh, in a trailer park. So, of course, it's going to be a lot of lights, a lot of broke down trailers, and a lot of dead meth heads. Uh, Strangers uh, debuting with $10.4 million. Probably not a bad, um, a bad opening for them just due to the fact that these movies are generally made with uh, less and less money. I believe this one only cost about $5 million. So it's already a win uh, for the uh, the folks behind the strangers there. But down from the uh, the first one's debut, uh, pretty much by half. Coming in at number two, Oprah unfortunately could not get Ava DuVernay's uh, Wrinkle in Time adaptation off the ground. We'll be talking a, a little bit a little bit about this uh, in a bit here. Um I would say props are in order for uh, Miss uh, DuVernay, um, especially, you know, she, of course, uh, directed Selma, which was nominated for Best Picture, but somehow she was not nominated for Best Director. But as you heard the show the last couple of weeks, sadly, it's not surprising, um, even though it was well-deserved, uh, but definitely getting a win for the 13. But uh, yeah. this was a very ambitious film. Uh, again, I'm not too familiar with uh, with the uh, the fame, the fantasy book um, that a lot of people are, but only getting 33.3 million opening weekend there, uh, kind of surprising. A for Disney, B for Oprah Winfrey, um, but a lot of people were kind of expecting a, a tighter race here, um, and I guess it was in a way. But King Kachala. Uh, you know, kind of still killing it with uh, with Wakanda into Black Panther coming in at number one with forty one point one million dollars. 
where mm. Kyle, this is the fourth weekend in a row, already at uh, half a billion dollars with $562 million domestically. Uh, it's already passed the Dark Knight's domestic total, which was uh, this uh, – the seventh uh, highest grossing release in history, but now, of course, Black Panther overtakes that, has already reached the B, Kyle, yep. in yep. over a month of release, over a billion dollars, um, also getting a big lift in China this past weekend where it opened with $66 million, which did more than Star Wars The Last Jedi, which had a huge fan base out in China, but uh, King uh Coachella rules again. Sorry, I was thinking of Coachella uh, from a few episodes back there. Uh, Are you surprised? Oprah, Wrinkle in Time, Reese Witherspoon, uh, Storm Reid and all, you know, didn't beat the king and grossed as little as it did? Answering honestly, no. Um, they they used Oprah as the face, but Oprah hasn't even had a talk show in like five plus years. She's got she's you got know? her own network. I know she has her own network, but what teenage <laughs> or kid is gonna know what own is? You know what I mean? You can't. Yeah. I don't know. Like not 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 to knock Oprah, but I mean, it's people like me and you that are really gonna see this movie, and it's gonna be the kids that are going to go see Black Panther. And with all the kids out nowadays, that kind of out, out uh, votes it. Um, went to the same theater to see both these movies on separate days. And honestly, I think there were more people for a matinee Sunday afternoon showing a Black Panther than a Friday night uh, Wrinkle in Time screening. So very surprising in that aspect. But again, I will dive into that a little bit. But first, we're going to uh, cut the break. Um, we will be back in two and two, and we will talk to the wonderful Emmett Hunter. Don't go away. Most people would consider most people would consider this. Illegal. Illegal. What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong foul media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, and more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. 
Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Style Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, Search Bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Tune in and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over this safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, lists. You can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. But if you actually wanted boba, it's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe words, Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Oh, hold up. You, you, you know I come around and rock it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I write for Sean Price and Dylan, my mic is thriller. My ratchet blows is trapping souls like Bryson Tiller. They sprayed the crib, left lead in the awning. And that's the very- Rest in peace. That, that wasn't even Craig Mack, but rest in peace, Craig Mack, indeed. Uh, welcome back to the Pop Culturist. I do have uh, Emin on the line here, but I do want to play a very special clip from the FX hit show Atlanta. Uh, this is Ahmad White. Questions. The universe. Paternity tests. Salutations. Hi, my name is Ahmad White. You may know me from your dreams. Call this number below and get the answers you deserve. When I called Ahmad White, I was three months behind in my car note. My stepson, he was in jail. My life was in shambles. But now I got a truck. I got a girlfriend. I got the answers I deserve. Thank you, Ahmad, right? Most people don't realize their chakras in another universe. Don't be dumb. Call now. Me and Ahmad found out I was a moon sign, and I wasn't getting enough crystal in my diet. Now, I live in a beautiful home. Ahmad gave me the answers I was looking for. Come to our Liberty Center and get a free juice and Nutella sandwich. When I call Ahmad, my life is going nowhere fast. After Nutella sandwich and juice, my life's a lot better. Open your third eye. He works. He just works. He works. He really works. He works. He really, really works. (laughs) Knowledge is the path to greatness. You'd like to be smart as a baby dolphin. Call now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Emmett Hunter. How's it going? So what's up? Pretty good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Uh I am fantastic. Um where are you at right now? Are you in Florida? Three oh five? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in Florida. Yeah, down south, okay. man. Bottom of the map. 
Mm. What's the uh, weather like down there? Actually, it's kind of chilly right now. Well, for us, it's chilly. It's like 65, maybe. That's chilly. Yeah, it was like 75 today. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a little cold for it. (laughs) It's uh, 44 degrees right now here. Um, That's pretty good for Minnesota weather. It is. It is. Have you ever been? I have just to the airport. I want to come up. <laughs> you got to come uh, probably like in a month, in a month or two. Um, but please, please introduce yourself. Uh, let the listeners know uh, well who you are and what it is that you do. Emmy Hunter, uh, actor, um, played Ma White. Uh, on F- I played Ma White on FX series Atlanta. Um, been in Homeland, Bloodline, uh, a couple commercials, a couple things here and there. Um, just trying to make it happen, man. Um, Stand Against Evil um, and a couple of other oh, things yeah, in yeah. post-production. Um, yes. But let's, have, have you uh, grew got what? Did you grow up in Florida? Because I know, like, most of the family's from Alabama. Yeah, I, I did. I did grow up in Florida, um, born okay. and raised in Florida. Spent a little bit of time in upstate New York, but I was like a mm-hmm. baby. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. And um, at what age did you decide that you wanted to be an actor? Um, I'm going to say, well, my main job, kind of like our cousin, um, I'm a firefighter as well, but I always okay. wanted to act when I was like, uh, I'm going to say, I wanted to act since I was like 10. I'm thinking okay. I was 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. Um, I was interested in it, but I was been kind of shy and reserved. I remember my mom took me to uh, some acting classes um, to register. It was super expensive. I don't even know if she remembered. And she's like, yeah, we can't do this right now. So I kind of brushed it off. So I kind of wanted to do it my whole life. I kind of always been interested in it. Um, I kind of always kind of did it on my own, you know, playing with my siblings and my cousins. I always had kind of a wild imagination. So as I got mm-hmm. older and moved to Miami, just kind of big into the commercial and print market, I started to actually kind of get into it maybe around 2009 and um Ahmad White's role wasn't your your first breakout role um if I can recall it was um you know what I what was your first TV role because I I, what I'm looking at is IMDB stats so I I figured I'd ask TV role (laughs) it was just a very small role it was uh, mm-hmm. Burn Notice was my first TV role. I didn't know what was going on at the time, but I booked Burn Notice, my first TV role. But I'm going to say Atlanta is my first. I didn't want to call it a, a breakout role, but to me mm-hmm. it was a breakout role. It was huge to me because mm-hmm. that's the biggest mm-hmm. role, most dialogue I ever had, and, and it put me on a platform to give me big opportunities. Um, so, yeah. I mean, look, it's been, what, since 2016, and people still talking about it. It wasn't like a bunch of episodes, just a couple episodes, but it was so significant that, you know, people still remember it. So, I mean, I thank Donald for that. So I'm going to say that was my breakout role. And uh, you've worked with tons and tons of celebrities, uh, from Donald Glover to John C. Riley, um, Burn Notice. Um, was it Was it nervous? Uh, getting on set for the first time. Yeah, for which which one? Just uh, for, we'll, we'll start. We'll start with burn notice. Was it nervous? And then, oh man, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like a deer in headlights. Man. I ain't gonna lie to you. I could say yeah, I was ready, but at that time I had absolutely no acting experience. I hadn't taken one acting class, nothing. 
I just kind of auditioned, and the casting director, Lori Wyman, was like, uh, you got a callback. I didn't know what a callback was. I didn't know what that mm-hmm. meant. And mm-hmm. I went, auditioned again, and they liked me. It was just a couple line, one line, actually. But I was so I'm glad it was just one line. If it would have been more, <laughs> I would have been very, very spooked. So, But it was it was good to get it out the way, you know, get the cobwebs out of what you call it. So, yeah. And uh, how many hours did you spend in the mirror practicing that one line? <laughs> Oh man, I man, it's too many to count, man. I mean, I was so nervous I was gonna mess that up because I was like, if I mess this up, man, that's ridiculous. It was a, you put a lot of pressure on yourself. At least I did. And then when I did Atlanta, and and, and I start to realize I was talking to like uh, I was on set. They probably don't know this, but I was on set and I saw Brian Tyree Henry the first time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who he was at first, but he was a really nice guy. Just talking to me, telling about his accomplishments, going to Yale and all this. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I took a couple acting workshops. These guys are like the real deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh man. So I had to psych myself out. You know? mm. Which you've done amazing work on Atlanta. Um Nutella and Juice is definitely the way to go. Well um, <laughs> <laughs> um as a mod white, what type of juice would you serve um in your uh <laughs> session? <laughs> you know what I love juice too, man. So I'm gonna say uh Dang, I like the cranberry apple. Mm-hmm. Definitely the cranberry apple. And um, I, I want to talk a little more about it because you, you mentioned uh, my uncle Cavis, who was a firefighter. Uh, he's captain yeah. now, um, and you're yeah. a firefighter as well. Um, yes. How? <laughs> well, first, first thing is when you came back to the to the. Um, station after being on set did you get a lot of slack from the guys oh yeah they always joke around man that was probably hollywood <laughs> and stuff like that you know how i do with the jokes only green m&ms and this and that baby eagle eggs i was joking around you know, they would get my they always tell me yeah, you don't have a butler around here man you got to pull your own weight you know how it is you know how the guys are mm-hmm. man it's mm-hmm. funny though and uh how long have you been a firefighter Oh, eight years actually. Mm. And when you're uh, unrescues, do people stop you and and say you look familiar or? Uh, actually, it's happened to me one because where I work at, it's not like I don't know how I'm gonna put this. It's not you know Donald Glove is huge in certain worlds, uh-huh. but in the environment I work in, it's like a man. I don't know if it's a place in Minnesota that. You know, they don't have a clue, a lot of them. Some of the guys at the state, the younger guys know. But where I work at, the demographics, trying to word it right, they don't – so I have to work. But it was one guy who kind of like – he he's from that type of world, but he, he works on the ambulance. And he's like, man, you look, you look familiar, man. Mm-hmm. He just kept saying that. He was like, oh, shoot. He was like, you the dude from Atlanta, you know, and we were on the call together. I'm like, yeah. He was like, I think he texts his brother, a friend, or somebody. I was like, I told you, man. He's like, I kept texting you, like, this dude, I'm telling you. And I guess his brother's like, nah, it's impossible, man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Did you, so did you take a selfie did with rec- him? Huh? Did you take a selfie with him? No, 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 man. I didn't take oh. it. It's been a couple times I have taken It's weird, though, the people who – Donald Glover has, like, a real diverse audience because I'd be out and about different places at the movies, and it could mm-hmm. be some nerdy, goofy-looking guy like, hey, man, good job on Atlanta. Another yeah. guy, hey, man, good job on it. Or some people who've never 
heard of it at all. And they just stare at me like, oh, you do some acting? What show up? And I'll say Atlanta, and they'll be like, we're Housewives of Atlanta? Love and hip hop Atlanta? I'm like, no, no, Atlanta, the show. I'm like, no, nah, never heard of it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> if, if you could be on that show, would you? <laughs> what uh, the love? I'd be honest with you. I hate those shows. Like man. really? Like if they if they had like a real firefighters of of Florida? <laughs> no, nah, would you be featured nah. on there? <laughs> no, nah, definitely not. It, it, those shows haven't turned out good yet, man. At least not to me. That's not my. I don't. Know. I, I I hear that these days they become more credible. I don't know. I haven't watched them, but mm-hmm. I, I'll pass on those. Um, hey Alex, what what's that um what's that uh term called that that lady used at the end of the Oscars? Oh, um the uh in- inclusion writer? Yeah. Do you have one of those in your contract? What is that? You know, I've seen didn't uh I didn't cuz I didn't watch the Oscars. Um hmm. but Michael B Jordan he he got something going yep. on like that, right? What is that? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't research it yet. I kept seeing it popping up everywhere. Now you just mentioned it. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know much about it. Um, it's basically what? an inclusion yeah. writer, like for for like Michael B. Jordan's production company. Um, essentially, means um, to have a more diverse set that demands that it's a a more diverse set in the writers' room in the casting production, you know, pretty much all over on, on any uh, production, whether it's commercials, TV, movies, music videos, you know, anything um, along that. As Frances McDormand said after she won her, uh, her second Oscar, um, she said, you know, I've been in this business for, you know, 30 plus years, and I just found out about this, you know, a week, you know, before the Oscars. So that's telling yeah. you something how buried – you know, that has been, which is so disgusting and disgraceful, but that's why it's so important now that, you know, it's, it's such a diverse, you know, form of entertainment that again, sadly is now becoming more in the forefront, which unfortunately there are some jerk ass people. that are still trying to keep it in, in the back yeah, there. But I think with this is great for entertainment. Mm-hmm. I, I agree because I, I'm telling you, man, to be honest with you, it entertainment is the one place because it's art. I think, yep. and we love everybody. Love like I'm a real big hip hop fan. I've been since I was a kid. I love authenticness. I think that's why I don't like the hip hop stuff, the reality stuff. I like authenticness, yep. and the only way you can have anything authentic is if you have the people who look like the characters writing it. That's what makes Atlanta yes. so dope. Oh, that's yeah. why the Black Panther movie was so dope. I was like, wow. Yep. I don't. My hats off to Marvel for giving them the keys. You know, Coogler yes. and the writers because and FX did the same thing with Donald and those guys. They were like, yo, we don't know how to tell this story like you, so we're gonna let you tell the story. And and then it's hot. Like the shy, the shy love that show. It's like, okay, they got the right writers telling the story from their perspective. Because that's why for years I just started watching TV again. For years I didn't watch TV because mm-hmm. I've always been like a study of history. I always thought kind of awkward and a lot of people would get offended but mm-hmm. I stopped watching say like BET or certain shows with so called black characters in it because I could tell the people writing it wasn't black just by how they mm-hmm. were acting because I, mm-hmm. I grew up in that world so I'm like this guy's cheesy I'm like this is stereotypical <laughs> I'm like this is this is corny exactly. like, I couldn't, yeah. 
I'm like, they're writing those characters on how they think they should act. Like, but I'm like, I grew up around these people. That's not it. Like the shot even is, it's Chicago, but it's told from a Chicago native's perspective. So even though mm-hmm. they're in that life, they have lives. So you have empathy and feelings towards them. So it's like, man, mm-hmm. that's dope. Like, mm-hmm. so I think it's great that they have the inclusion um, behind the camera, in front of the camera. I mean, it makes mm-hmm. for great TV, man. I mean, it's great TV out there on all different platforms, Hulu, Netflix, and people mm-hmm. are killing it. You know, men, women, black white, Spanish, you know, it's, it's something out there yep. for everybody, and they're behind the mm-hmm. camera telling their story the way it should be told. And it's cool. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, no big deal. You can go watch another show. Uh, you know. <laughs> yep. So I like it. Uh, no, with, exactly. With and I would say FX to give them credit. Sorry, Kyle. But, you know, not right. only with Atlanta. I remember when they, you know, when Donald Glover got the deal back in, like, 2013, you know, to, to create something. I was excited because I was, you know, a fan of his stuff from, you know, Derek Comedy, you know, of course, his Childish Gambino, you know, and, you know, and he was doing a lot of podcast interviews, like even before podcasts was a thing, like back in 09 and 2010, even before it was more mainstream, I should say. Um, but FX, you know, to their credit, um, you know, not only given Donald Glover, but also, you know, like you said, the women, like Better Things is one of the more most honest, Raw's portrayal of women on television, you know, that that's credit to its creator and writer, Pamela Adlon, you know, has, you know, been known for, you know, as being a voice actor or being on Louie, you know, various other things there, you know, but of course being known as the voice of Bobby Hill, but that is such a raw (laughs) poignant show where I can't, you know, like watch it week after week. Like I have to take, you know, steps in because I grew up with three women. I live with two women, you know, right now where it's just, it's it's I, I realize that I, I relate to it, you know, and to their struggles. So, again, it's not that stereotypical corny stuff, you know, mm-hmm. as, yeah. as you alluded to. And, and also to uh, the show You're the Worst that's on FXX, you know, yes, it's about millennial relationships, but a true honest form of relationships in today's, you know, climate um, in society as well as, you know, uh, dealing with depression, dealing with drug use, PTSD, you know, even, you know, Hispanics in the military, they have done so many great things, you know, in that show, where again, you just look at it, it's like, oh, they're horrible people, but they're kind of horrible for, for reasonings, and unfortunately, sometimes uh, reasons that they can't control. So FX has right. definitely been a proprietor, you know, for these type of stories to have been told for, for many, many years, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, going forward, you know, I, I just can't wait to see what, what else they can come up with. No, most definitely. We we're living in a great, great time for art and T V and and everything, man. I'm just mm-hmm. and I'm just happy that I was able to be a part of it, you know, to be, you know, part of history. Because I didn't even know what I was getting myself into at the time. But I was like and again, when it goes to come back to inclusion, when I read the script for Atlanta and I'll be honest now, I didn't hundred know much about Donald Glove at the time. I had to Google him. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. um I I had heard of Childish Gambino but I was like, uh, you know, I hadn't really heard his music. Um, so I went, researched him, like, man, you know, and he come out with a problem. Like, man, this dude freaking talented. You know, when he looked at the Derek come everything, I researched heavily. And I get the script, and this is before I knew the power was even going to get picked up. And I read my part, and I told the story a hundred times. I was like, I know this guy. Like, I know Amal White. Like, he wasn't Amal White at the time. He was a stranger. 
and it was easy to act. Like, I didn't need yeah. classes to, because I'm like, I grew up in the quote-unquote hood. Like, yep. I yep. know guys like this, like that random, of course, he probably making a Nutella sandwich, but I knew what he was getting at. Like, that crazy <laughs> dude, at least that was my interpretation, that crazy dude I talked to him a million times who's saying some of the craziest random stuff, but at the same time, he's saying some real stuff in the mix of mm-hmm. like, man, this guy. Man, this guy making sense, man. But at the same time, you know, something ain't right. Like, I've been on the subway in New York. Or, or just like I said, where I grew up in my hometown. The guy just kind of mm-hmm. like maybe a whiner, or maybe he's not. But you're like, man, this guy, I got to still listen to him because if I say one wrong thing, he'll snap and probably freaking kill me, you know. But yeah. at yeah. the same time, I got to play along like, okay, yeah, man, that's good. Yeah, okay, I got it. So I was like, I know this guy. So I didn't really even have to do much. Just memorize uh, and repeat it, you know. Yeah, um, how how many times or how many takes did it for that bus scene? Um, we were there for a while, but it wasn't really because you know for like I don't think it was for dialogue or messing up, just the different angles they got to get. And, okay. And, and he kind of just yeah, he kind of just let me play it how I how I played it, you know. So it was it wasn't much, man. Like I, said, I was really feeling those words too. That's what made it easier mm-hmm. too. I I tell people this all along i knew people like yeah that's impossible but i knew i had that role after i finished it because even in that audition man i never felt an audition like that in my life as, as, mm. as corny as that sounds i was like in it man the words just let the path push you like a broken branch and i was feeling it i was like man like even the girl she finished taping me she was like wow emma that was that was good that was that was good you you were in the moment but it was the words mm. man i was like I'm like this guy can freaking write. <laughs> that's what I was thinking to myself. So when I get on the set, it was it was pretty easy actually. Um, when you were recording, was it the uh, commercial that was played here that was being filmed, or was it the bus scene with your lines? Um, which one? Uh, which one was being recorded? Like, which one did you have to um, recite to get the part? Oh, oh, the bus, the bus scene. Yeah. Okay. It was that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and then he called me back for the um, the the commercial, which I had a feeling mm-hmm. he didn't tell me outright um, that he would call me back. But uh, it was like I had a feeling because I, in between takes, I was just kind of joking around. I was like, man, Donald, this guy's some like type of guy that you know come back. <laughs> and uh, he didn't say nothing. Yep. And then um, yep. later, I had to like take a picture with him with him or something. And he said, oh man, it won't be necessary, man. We'll see each other again. But I was like, oh, I don't know what that means. But and, you know, requested, brought me back, and we did the next episode, um, band, oh. which I knew that was going to be a classic, man. I knew it. So Donald Glover was hanging around the um, rehearsals, or uh, not rehearsals, but the auditions. No, 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 no. You mean? Um, oh, okay. No, he wasn't hanging around. I I mean, he just told me like when we got ready to shoot the blessing. He's just like, man, I loved it. It was. Uh, it was a dope audition. Um, so mm-hmm. I guess most of the main cast members watched our auditions. I'm assuming because they I gave see. Us, um, yeah. Um, did he give any advice to take with you? Uh, we didn't really. It was it was an odd situation. Like the um, the bus scene. I tried to you know be as professional as possible. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, and then just to kind of the tone of the scene, and I had never mm-hmm. met him before. So I was like, we had some just small conversation, like just small conversation in between. Um, but I tried to play it like, okay, because I don't know how he prepares. You know, every actor prepares different. So I was like, 
all right, I don't want to just be like, hey, you know, talking in between the takes, just trying to spark a conversation. I'm like, okay, let me just act like I've been here before, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just small talk. Um, I want to rewind a little bit. And you said that you wanted you wanted to start acting at the age of ten. Um, who were some people that yeah. you idolized, um, or like helped you persuade you into becoming an actor? Um, you know, I've always like well, at ten I was kind of um, too young to really. Uh, well, I used to like you know Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So I'm gonna say Will Smith, okay. uh, Denzel. Um, Angela Bassett. So these these are the actors and actresses always in my home. So uh, those are the type of actors I looked up to. Wesley Snipes, um, um, uh, uh, De Niro, uh, Bronx Tale. I love that film. It's one of um, mm-hmm. my favorite films. Um, so just stuff like that. Uh, I I really liked Wesley Snipes too um, in Blade. And I remember once upon a time he was rumored to be Black Panther before Black Panther, you know, I yeah, I, I, do you think that would have been cooler if Wesley Snipes was a Black Panther? Yeah, Wesley's a good actor. I, I I don't see why not, man. I mean, I I know he had the little what situation, but to me, I've loved, I've liked all of his movies, so I think so. Um, what Alex? Do you think he would be uh, like if if he was fitted into the film? Do you think that would have been cool to see? What, Wesley Snipes and Black Panther? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it depends. I mean, if it was Wesley Snipes, like, post-Jungle Fever, but before Blade uh, Trinity, uh, I don't think you need that sort of negativity on set. He's kind of known for being a clown and, and not being mm-hmm. very reachable. Where Ryan Coogler doesn't have that on his sets, it's more open and such. So, I mean, for me, no, I, I would have preferred a Michael J. J. White, you know, kind of, you know, That's more good. of a type of thing, you know, to, yeah. to be part of M'Baku's, you know, type of tribe or something like that. Because um, yeah. he definitely deserves uh, more work. I'm, I'm excited for his new um, exploitation film to come out later this year. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, Wesley Snipes, uh, what he says on Twitter is great, but no, I, I think it's kind of a lost cause, unfortunately. <laughs> the prime, the prime. I was talking about the uh, the Wesley and his prime, possibly. Yeah, well, yeah, no, that that would totally be dope. I mean, I I would say Wesley for anything, you know, kind of back then. I, I'm like you, you know, Emmett. I I was a huge fan, a fan of his, you know. But you know, when I found out what he did to to Halle Berry, you know, kind of back in the day, I was like, oh man. That's never. <laughs> That's why I stopped um, being a fan of David Justice. I was like, "Oh, you're, you're, oh man, you know." That's fair. Kind of yeah. the same thing. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, I like, I like you, what you guys are doing, man. Thank you. Thank, thank you. It's, thank it's you, fun. Guys. We've we've been doing it for what? What two years now? Um, yeah, it's been almost two years coming up. I would say. We almost we're almost hitting a hundred. We're at uh, eighty. Eighty episodes. Eighty thousand. Oh, just oh, 80 eight, eighty. Yeah, eighty episodes. Episodes, yeah. And what's your main focus? Uh, just shows, hip hop, movies. Uh, this show in particular. Just entertainment, I mean, pop culture, kind yeah. of the all all around. You know. 
Yeah, yeah we like uh, to talk the writing of movies and shows, you know, and, and just kind of, you know, music, you know, just kind of, you know, see what's what's out there, what we, you know, see if if we say people should go see it or listen to it, you know, kind of break down the news, give our two cents, why Kyle hates the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know, little things like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't like that they're like, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but yet hip-hop and R&B is in the rock. Like, that's weird to me. I feel like hip-hop and R&B should have their own Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, I agree with that because it's it's different Mm -hmm. genres of music, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like they should. But again, I think rock and roll is just more of the vague term for music overall, which then Kyle will say, then just call it the Music Hall of Fame. But that just sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wanted to ask you: Are you um, are you from Haines City? What? No, I was I was born in um, Bartow, country country town, but I never lived there. Uh, I did. Okay. I lived in Haines City a, a little when I was like a baby, but mm-hmm. I grew up majority of my life in the um, Tampa Bay area. Uh, okay. I don't know if you're familiar with Clearwater slash Largo. I grew up part of my life in Clearwater. In Largo, Florida, that's all the Tampa Bay area. If you ever been to Tampa, it's pretty shout nice out to St. Petersburg area. Yeah, uh, I was just there in yeah, January, yeah. actually. Okay, <laughs> yes, all the my family's still there. Yes. Okay, so nice. It's all right there, Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater, Hang City, One Haven, so all the same. Because we went, it was me, Grandma Fanny, um, Auntie Gail, or uh, Verna. Um, and a few others. Um, well, I might as well name them all. Taylor, uh, my cousin Taylor, my cousin Philip. Uh, we all went to Orlando, um, and we went to Universal Studios and stuff. And we took a stop to Gatorland and Haines no, City. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> but it was right after the um, hurricane, and so Gatorland was kind of boring, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was hot. How do you deal with with the hot weather and the, and the weird like lizards? There was lizards running around the hotel lobby. Like, hot, wow! Oh yeah, yeah. Which one? The iguanas or the lizards? Because we got iguana problems too. Is it the lizards? Or... <laughs> I think they almost like they were tiny. So I want to call them like okay, geckos. The lizards, lizard yeah. yeah, yeah, they everywhere. The heat, man. To me, I always tell people it's overrated, man. The Florida heat is over. I mean, of course, you don't want to be in sub zero, but. It is hot here, like, all the time, man. It's like mm-hmm. five days of not hot, and it's, like, unbearable heat. Like, native Floridians will tell you, if you're out in this type of heat, you should be, like, in a pool or you can't just be walking around because there's humidity. Like, you immediately have to take another shower. Like, it's you can't be out just outside, no shade or nothing for more than, like, an hour. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's not what people think. It's hot, hot, man. That's what it, that's what I think. It went, it stays like you said it was sixty something right now, and that's cold to you. <laughs> it is <laughs> to us. It is. That's, it, that's shorts and t-shirt weather. When I was there in January, it was like at the cold spell, so it was like forties and fifties. But I was wearing shorts, and people were giving me the dirtiest looks as I was walking. I was like, man, this is like hot. I'm coming from like a minus ten with like four inches yeah. of snow. I can't even find <laughs> swimming trunks or like swimming trunks. I was like, "Yeah, I got a heated pool. I'm sorry." Jeez. Yeah. Well, no, the they're over the top here. 
it gets kind of cold here. If it gets to like 65 here, 68, I mean, they're bringing out the, the, those big furry boots and, and big fur coats. I mean, they go over the top, man. <laughs> man. <laughs> um, I, I got a request to talk about um, the IFC show, uh, Stand Against Evil. Nobody's ever heard. You know what's crazy, man? Most people never even heard of that show. I'm like, and that was what? one of my also one of my bigger roles, and uh, and I was excited to do that role too. I was excited to work with John McGinley. I mean, he's another yeah, yeah. veteran actor I, in the I, game, but most people like never heard of it. I apologize. I called him John C. Riley earlier, and I'm like, oh no, Alex like sent me a text like, oh, it's McGinley, well, no, and I'm like, it's oh, Dr. Cox crap. from Scrubs and so many great roles, you know, and yeah. but. What's crazy is I my girlfriend watches that show, love love that show, you know, and she's like, you got to watch, you got to watch it. And I I like John C. McGinley, uh, huge fan of Dana Gould, you know, from all of his stand up and his writing. Yeah. Um, how was it, you know, kind of go and and I've yet to see it, but once I found out that you're on it and you play such an awesome, unique character, I'm like, damn! Right after the show, I'm jumping on the Hulu. Watching a stand against evil and probably shouting it from the rooftops. But you know, you you go from you know again Atlanta, Donald Glover and such to coming to Dana Gould, which I would say you know are they kind of similar with kind of the way how they go through the structure, the scripts, you know, direction of yeah. you know scenes there. Yeah, Dana Dana was on set, um, and he is a really cool guy, man. Just I mean, he wrote the script, but he gave me like creative freedom. Um, nice. Once again, I was I was nervous because I was like, man, you know, this is you know pretty decent role, you know. I want and I want to deliver because you always want to deliver, at least I do. And, and he was like, man, he was like, yeah. As we were going and going through the takes, he would even change a few things. You know, be like, yeah, yeah man, I, when I because he wrote it, and he was like, yeah, man, when I wrote that part, I was kind of just like, you know, say this instead. I'm like, okay, cool. He was like, yeah, just <laughs> kind of just. You know, be loose, be you, do your thing. You know, just they were John, the same man. They were just real cool and helpful, and they wanted to make sure they got the best takes out of me. And and it was a real relaxed atmosphere, man. Like it, it was not what I thought. It was one of the most Atlanta and the Stand Against Evil set of the most relaxed atmosphere nice. I ever been on. Like, and it really helped me mentally to to deliver like I should. I did. It didn't even feel like work either time. Um, <laughs> and it was cool. They said they were gonna bring me back. We'll see. I don't know. Okay. But, okay. So I'm, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that happens. You know, I know sometimes when you're writing and, and, and story plots, things change. But uh, I, I had fun, um, and, and it was just exciting, man. It's so uh, it's definitely it got a a cult following. No pun intended there, due to your character, uh, which is Papa Shango. <laughs> uh, ask if uh, if you will to yes. wrestling fans. Um, so, so I'm, I'm, like I said, I'll probably binge that after but the you know, pop you know what he based that character, you know what he based that character off of? I don't know if you, I've never seen the movie. It was like, what? You never saw the movie? Uh, the live and let die James oh, Bond. Bond. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Uh, yep. he, he based it off of, uh, it was Jeffrey Holder played the character. Uh, it's like Baron. Live and let die. Um, yeah. Yeah. Baron Simadia. Yeah. Um, Yes, yeah. I don't think that. Yeah, so they basically just basically offer him. That's awesome. Man. I one one thing about Dana Gold is uh, you know everyone knows his his manicness, but also his love for Planet of the Apes, the original. Uh, did did he talk a lot about that with you, or was, was there he like did, Planet of the funny. Apes all he was, over? 
No, he was cracking jokes the whole time, man. He was, he's funny. <laughs> brilliant he mind, funny. brilliant mind. One of, one of the yeah, good writers yeah. of the uh, latter years of The Simpsons, for sure. Uh, when people think it's those were the uh, the twilight years of that show, but I think one of the strongest, smartest writing, you know, kind of when he was head of that there. So, man, that's awesome. Yeah. I, like I said, I can't, can't wait to check this out. And hopefully well, we'll I, I was back for three. I hope so. I was I was just appreciating the moment because I'm like, man, mm-hmm. you know, Dana Go like say, we wrote for The Simpsons, stand-up comic. The guy who directed it, I think he had directed the Academy Awards or something uh, a couple – seasons prior so I'm like man I'm mm-hmm. surrounded by some talented people and mm-hmm. and they were just so just cool and just and kind and man made me feel they really made me feel like I belong man I was just like man this is an experience I wish I could show everybody you know and then they had a bunch of press and media on set mm-hmm. so you know there was people even taking pictures of us and taking pictures of us behind the scenes and you know talking to us nice. so it was cool man I really hope to come back I really do Oh, um, I was going to ask you, what are some uh, things that separate Florida from everything else? Like, can you tell us about Florida? Like, what are some things to eat? Um, <laughs> what? Because <laughs> I'm curious. Oh. Like, because cause like, okay, in Atlanta. Taco they, they China. Have... That's all I got to say is this place, downtown Orlando, oh. Taco China. It's a Asian and and Mexican fusion that is the best place what? in all the world. It's so good. Man, what's have crazy? you had that? Well, who oh, me? Yeah, I've um, I've never even heard of that. I haven't either. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Florida. Well, I'm in South Florida. It's a it's a very diverse, you know, kind of. It's kind of like being in the Caribbean, man. Because um, mm-hmm. every every nationality is represented here. I mean, from Jamaica to the Bahamas to Cuba to Dominican Republic. You know, we got Russians, we got Jewish, we got everything, man. So, and I like to mm-hmm. eat, and I like seafood. So you can go all these different spots and, and get that native food. And everybody here kind of like keep their cultures in a sense. So I like I don't know if that's the entire state of Florida, but South Florida is. I, I like South Florida. I, I love that. I don't. I hate the traffic. That's that's hmm. what's unique here. Terrible drivers <laughs> and terrible traffic. It's horrible. Um, I hate that part. So like what? So Alex kind of like crapped on the question, but like what I was trying to say is like, Atlanta has like <laughs> has like um, uh, lemon pepper wet. Like they're they're known for that. Texas, oh, has, gotcha, you know, gotcha, barbecue. Yeah. You know, like uh, Minnesota has lutefisk. Gross. So what what is something about Florida? Hey, Atlanta's got Magic City too, man. You can't forget about that. <laughs> I love Atlanta, man. I love that city. Uh, man, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what food we're known for. I mean, because Florida to me, unless you're in the Jacksonville area, but once you get below Tampa, <laughs> to me, Florida isn't the South. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's like being in a resort, a retirement type area, or you know. Almost like being in like the Like you said, it's a melting pot of different cultures. Yeah, it is. You know, yeah. Right. Foods there, so. Yeah, right. So, it's, so I it's don't even. eclectic. It is. Well, once you get to South Florida, because I don't know if you guys have been to yeah. Jacksonville or, or some of the northern Florida places. It's not. It's, yeah, it's, it's not that. It's regular, you know. <laughs> I, I hear Jacksonville is almost as, uh, what was it, almost as boring as Idaho. 
the whole state of Idaho, <laughs> just in Jacksonville. <laughs> but no knock on Jacksonville. I went to college in Jacksonville. I don't want about Jacksonville people here this. like, oh, yeah, come on. Uh, but it was, <laughs> it was kind of. But it's a great place. I will say, if you like, I don't know if it's changed. It's been years since I lived there. I went to school mm-hmm. there. But it's a great place to like raise a family. I think exactly, and but, that's good. Yeah. That's what you want is boring when you raise a family. To be honest with you, not where I live in a town of less than two thousand people, where everything closes <laughs> at seven. Um, but boring in a nice, safe way, I would say. But again, Taco Gina, check it out, Orlando, Florida. It's awesome. Again, Asian <laughs> tacos. The guy, even too sweet of me, Kyle, the cook, he saw my Bullet Club shirt. He's like, oh, and he, he like too, he yells too sweet. And then I, mm. I threw the, uh, the the fingers up and I threw him a, a couple of WrestleCast radio wristbands. And, uh, yeah, that's just, like I said, if you're ever downtown Orlando, it's awesome. Okay. I want to give it a shot. I love good food. <laughs> <laughs> I, love um, good I wanted food. to ask you, with, with the show Atlanta, they kind of diss Florida. Um <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm asking you these questions because I'm trying to like have you say, like Florida's not so Are bad. Are you looking to move to Florida, Kyle? Is is this what <laughs> it's all about? I don't know. You I don't know, want them to know look, that I'm man, trying to register to vote. Let me let me tell you. Uh, I mean, when he, <laughs> I didn't realize the stories. First of all, I, well, I heard of most of those stories, but mm-hmm. the beating a flamingo and stuff. I'm like, shoot, man, it, it was like Florida gets a bad rep. It does. Yeah, Florida gets yeah. a bad rep. And kind of rightfully so, man, because I, I see people everywhere. Man, I wouldn't move to Florida. Florida is a place that you come if you're already, I think, set financially. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you already got money, or you oh you're tired, you retired, and because we got a lot of retirees here, and you just mm-hmm. want to relax. You're tired of the cold. Like most people I meet, are like yeah, man, I'm tired of the cold. I grew I grew up up north. Like most of the people, at least where at least at least where I live at. Or even where I grew up at, they're originally from up north, but you know they retired, they moved down south, or their or their kids live here, and they're just a generation removed from being up north. Like Florida, the beach and the weather is what most people like here. Other than that, it's I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say I know Florida get a bad. It's a lot of situations in the news the past few years. You know the man eating the face and in. So many other things, you know, that mm-hmm. give us a bad rep. So it, mm-hmm. it's hard to defend it. But but at the same time, I'm sure somebody listening is like, well, I'm pretty sure Minnesota probably got, I don't know, Minnesota may have the same situations. I don't yeah. know. Well, everywhere, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I believe it's everywhere. The central um, part of Illinois, I, I grew up in uh, <laughs> Chicago um, mm. and the areas surrounding. Went to college in, at Southern Illinois in Carbondale. And yeah, the the central to southern parts of Illinois is yeah, some of it is kind of reminding me of Florida in some instances. <laughs> and as for me, um, I just feel like people come from other states into Minnesota to do crime, and Minnesota is just perfect. So there's nothing well, bad that Harvard, happens there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, Fargo's no, becoming a new hub, actually, sadly. Oh, so Minnesota's like a utopia. It's a perfect place, pretty much. Uh, I mean, you get a lot of resources. Uh, oh, really? With you know uh, help, like uh, uh, assistance, welfare, whatever. Um, so there's a lot of help, especially if you're a single mother. Um, oh, you well, can you get a house and a car like right away. 
It's crazy. Really? It's, right. Yeah. <laughs> Moving to Minnesota. <laughs> I, with that, um, I was going to ask, like, with, with all these roles coming up, and obviously they're, they're getting bigger and bigger, um, let's say five years from now, um, a movie comes along. Uh, would you move to LA or are you kind of, are you kind of comfortable oh. staying in Florida and just oh. sticking well, to the right opportunity? Of course. I mean, behind mm-hmm. the scenes, some of it I can't talk about, well, here's a, it, this is, I heard Lakeith Stanfield talking about this in an interview. I think it was an interview. Maybe I read in an article and I heard another uh-huh. actor talk about it. It's a lot of rejection in acting, man. But mm-hmm. I will say this, that role in Atlanta gave me, um, opportunities I never would have had. So behind the scenes, you know, where at the beginning I was auditioning uh, for like one line, I was like, hey, you know, stop right there. Now I get a lot of auditions behind the scenes for like series regular or, you know, multiple yeah. episodes or, or, you know, big feature films where you got to sign the NDA and it's, you know, supporting lead and all this different stuff. But I'm going up against, in a lot of, most of the times I don't get the role, but, and I see the guys who get it, I'm like, you know, yeah, the opportunities are bigger, but now the competition is also bigger, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see the guys who get it, you're like, shoot, man, this guy's a freaking veteran, man. You've been doing it for like 30 years, you know, 20. So, you know, yep. so, but every role isn't for you, so that's how I kind of rationalize it in my head. But if yep. the opportunity comes, of course, um, I'll take it, you know, like definitely. I mean, you have to. Yeah. Um, but for now, I'm just kind of enjoying the experience. I honestly mm-hmm. didn't think at first when I was doing it, I was doing it for fun. I didn't think mm-hmm. that I would have the chance to even be on the verge of doing what I'm doing. I mean, it was one, it was even a, it was a feature film. I, I'm not going to get into the details of it because I want to give this guy credit, but okay. <laughs> I mean, because of Atlanta, he was watching Atlanta. He was like, man, call me up. And he was like, man, I want you to be in my movie. I'm like, do I have to, it was a pretty decent budget film. Like, I don't even, I was like, do I audition for it or what? He's like, no, you don't have to audition. I I want you, I'm the director, and I want you in the movie. But him and one of my reps were talking back and forth, contract. Contract didn't go through for whatever reason, and that was what it was. But what I took from that is, in America at least, once you get on that platform, man, anything can happen, you know? Mm. Like once you're on the television, I took, that's a positive I took from it of, you know what? You never know who's watching. You never know who's looking and what they need and the opportunity can just come. So you got to be ready. Cause I wasn't expecting that, you know? <clears throat> okay. So now I know that, you know, the opportunity is out there. So I'm excited about that, but I try not to get too excited because this is a very finicky and competitive, competitive business. <clears throat> um, do you find yourself kind of auditioning for the same roles or playing the same roles? And um, would you ever do like Broadway or plays? Um, I would do plays. Um, and not really. I audition for a lot of different um, roles, believe it or not. Like, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm very uh, thankful for that. They're not like the stereotypical, like just cop roles. I mean, doctors, lawyers, uh Mm-hmm. Uh, politicians, dads, uh, gangsters, I mean, you name anything you think of, I've auditioned for. Um, just recently, like, I think I just did for a district attorney. Um, so, you name it. Then the dad, like, the day before that. So, 
yeah. it's just been different different roles, man, and I and I like it because it tells different stories, um, and they're all relatable too. So it isn't that hard to prepare for them. That's cool. Um, I've I actually I don't I don't even know why that's in my list of questions because I because <laughs> like you you uh you play a med tech um you <laughs> play um um obviously a, well what is Ahmad White like he's not he's not even a cult leader but like <laughs> I don't know what he is I really don't. like I, I give so him, I gave him my own type of label like he's just a crazy I mean he's a I know you've met those guys who are just crazy, but they're, I don't know, they're kind of smart at the same time. Like, you could pluck. They're like that little, uncle you have where, yeah. like, he thinks he knows it all, or that cousin is like, yeah. you know, I, everything I say is right, but, like, not too demoralizing. But you're just like, wait, was that a backhand? Was that, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, like well, I have, like, like, three relatives like that. What? Yeah, like, me too. And he's one of those guys, not to knock people who, like, believe in aliens or nothing. He's one of those guys who'll be telling you some stuff like, you know, man, telling you about life and what you need to do when you listen, mm-hmm. like, wow. And then, you know, out of nowhere, they'll say something like, yeah, man, we got to do all this before the aliens come and abduct us. And, you know, George <laughs> Bush is an alien. You're like, oh, my God, he was going great till he said George Bush was an alien. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I think Amar White is that dude, you know? <laughs> I know we know guys like that. You know, you're like, mm-hmm. like wow, this guy's smart. And then they just say something weird like that. You're like, oh, okay, I can't really <laughs> Then you uh, doubt. Then you start doubting your own intelligence. You're like, oh wait, yeah. did I just say that guy was what? Yeah, <laughs> so, so I think he's that. So I don't know what that means, you know. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I know in the seventh episode, the band episode, they were obviously poking fun at those infomercials that won BET. Mm-hmm. And I have family members to watch those shows. So like the pastors or the preachers or Miss Cleo, <laughs> and they'd be like, yeah. you know, donate your money. Creflo we'll Dollar. Give you some, <laughs> yeah, we'll give you some holy water. You know, you're like, oh, my God. You know, you're yep. like, I know people used to really, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll give you the special cloth that'll change your life. You're like, oh, man. So I know that's I, what they were kind of poking fun at. I really wish that was real, though, because I do want some Nutella and juice. Because um, that sounds and pretty I've good. I've never in my life had Nutella. I know it's a popular, um, <laughs> it's really popular in Europe too. It is here it. too. It's uh, oh, really? I know it's, it's huge yeah. out in Europe. It's a chocolate hazelnut thing. I think that's just why people are because it's first like nobody's ever decided to melt chocolate and put it on there. They just seen this in a can and they're like, "This is amazing," and then, then they just decided to run with it. At least that's my guess. So yeah, uh, people got tired of peanut yeah. butter and jelly. <laughs> yeah, especially for breakfast, they put it on everything. Like when I was in Germany, they put it on like everything. I was like, especially yeah. when I saw it. Yeah, yeah I've seen it, it in pancakes. Like um, yeah, it's, it looks like too much crackers, and of course now on white bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. When I read that, I was like, what? I was like, I was like, why am I making a Nutella sandwich? I didn't even understand. I'm like, All right, was, and you left you the know. Nutella on the bus. Yeah, I don't. I was like, all right, you know, I was just going along with it. But when I saw the end, I was like, okay, that was that was kind of dope. And the dog and the going into the woods, I was like, okay, yeah, all right, yeah. But when I saw it, I was like, wow. But to this day, I don't know, did you guys see the band episode? I'm sure you did with the mouse. That, and I tell mm-hmm. people this all the time. I still got the script to that episode, and before it came out, 
man, I was dying laughing just reading it. I was like, man, this episode is going to be epic, man. And and, yep. and it really was. I mean, it was <laughs> just reading it is hilarious. Mm. I was like, man, that was crazy. And um, I've I've seen your pictures. You have you have a you're also a family man too. I wanted to uh, mention yeah, that. Um, you have a nice family, and, and you have you a really cool life. Um, I mean, stunting on the on the social media, but you know it's uh <laughs> it's uh it's it's really cool, man. I'm I'm really happy to have met you. I'm really happy that you're doing your thing. Um, and I'm really glad that you're acting. Um, I'm kind of living through you vicariously. Uh, I've, I, I feel like I'm, I'm Danny DeVito short. You know what I mean? And there's, there may yeah. be roles for me. Um, Danny and eventually, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a Why short Why don't guy. you be a part of the, the, the triplets movie instead of Eddie Murphy? There you go, man. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. I'm i I'm gonna go ahead and audition. Um, and even cooler <laughs> with, with family, man. I like, I, I, it's, that's what I love about social media, man. Like, man, mm-hmm. like that's dope too. And I like, and I like what you're doing. I'm living through, because I, I can never do what you're doing right now. Like, I could never. That takes a lot of guts, man. And I, I, I like that you guys are taking advantage of the technology, you know, and social media. And I'm hoping mm-hmm. that you guys will be monstrous one day, because you guys are, are good, man. I appreciate you guys taking the time to even talk to me, because a yeah. lot of people like they don't take that opportunity, which just shocks me they wait like oh man i want to be on radio i want to just want to do that you guys make it happen and i love listening to podcasts too so thank i you. think this is cool as heck man i love it thank I love you thank you I love learning about different subjects and topics i I, I literally felt like donald glover when uh he's he's looking at paperboy for the first time and he's like that's my cousin like that's how i felt <laughs> when i broke the news to alex <laughs> I was like, Alex, Alex, man, the, <laughs> my wife's my cousin. He's like, no way. And then, like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to ask him to get on the show. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, I was like really, like, tight. yeah. And I <laughs> I was like, man, he's probably too busy. He's on Atlanta, man. He's 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 way too busy. But you was like, yeah, Wednesday, yeah, yeah, no problem. And that but, uh, makes me, again, like, it humbles me, but I, I thank you because, uh, uh, you could have said no. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I never. I would never. I don't know. I, no, I would never do that, man. You know, because I'm not that busy. I'm not some. But that's the impression people get, especially because I got friends that hadn't seen me in a while. Uh, this one guy, I know, um, um, he used to play ball. Uh, he was a pro ball player. He had saw me in a minute. He was like, man, I saw you in Atlanta. He's like, man, I thought, he's like, man, I thought that was it, man. I thought you had blew up, man. I'm like, nah, it's not like that, you know, because you can do one <laughs> thing and that's it. You know, it could take yeah. months. It could take weeks. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality of it. It's a grind. And especially mm-hmm. with me because I'm juggling so much because I'm a dad first. You know, so I was like, I'm yep. a dad. And I never tried to limit myself. I used to be a hip-hop artist too, believe it or not. Like, so I used, so I'm used to juggling so many different things. I was a former college athlete, so. I'm used to juggling so many different things, so you just I can't really tackle it like the guy who's going at it full time. You know, because uh-huh. I got the kids, I got their, their future's important. Um, but I do yeah. enjoy acting; it's like my outlet. Um, I always been like an artist, I always consider myself an artist, so it gives me an avenue to kind of show the different sides of me because I'm known mm-hmm. as being kind of shy, kind of reserved, kind of 
antisocial, but I'm not really antisocial. That's what I'm known for. People think I'm mean, but I'm not a small talker. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yep. I like talking about stuff, like real stuff. Like, I read a lot. I read a lot of books. Like, I watch a lot of, like, interviews. I don't watch a lot of TV. I watch a lot of documentaries. Like, I like to talk about what's happening in the world. And mm-hmm. if we're just going to talk, like, just nothing. I don't know if you ever been in a room like that where people just talking about, yeah, I painted my house this way. Uh, I hope the Browns are in tomorrow. Like just nothing. Yeah. And I don't talk and to I, I'm just sitting there. Like, man, that guy's shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would work as retail, right? And so you you That's hear right. a bunch of random nothing. Oh yeah. Ooh. I well, you, uh, you kind of got to have to in retail, like your customers and you know, yeah, you know. Break the ice. I don't know. I, I um, see both my jobs. I I can like stay away from people, but I I'm yeah. too social, and so I just like yeah. to talk, and so I I find myself talking to people, coworkers, regulars, because I, I I shop at Instacart, which is a uh, a uh, grocery delivery service, and so they station me at like a Cub Foods or. What would be a Cub Foods down there? Um, I guess like a Super Vat. Well, uh, it's just a, a big grocery store. It's a big chain in Minnesota. Right. And uh, and uh, so I, I shop there for customers, and then I put it up on shelves. A driver comes, gets it, and then brings it to the person at home. Um, but then I also work at that same oh. store as a grocer. Um, so I, I'm stocking. So I'm grabbing the orders for people, and then I'm also like – Putting it up on the shelves at night. <laughs> so, I'm, Kyle, I'm, if yeah. you had to name your own bodega, what would it be? Oh my goodness! <laughs> Half pints. Why not? Half pints. I like it. <laughs> now, do you have a whole like King Cobra for loco section due to the pint name, or? Uh, <laughs> man, it's gonna be Mad Dog Twenty Twenties. Oh, Mad Dog. Boom. Yeah. Oh That's man, Retro, man. <laughs> you got the uh, I like that chain. We got well, we don't have that, but that's basically like ship, right? Where you you just order yeah. groceries and they deliver them. Yep, yep. Um, like but they, like they go through a service called Instacart, which I don't know why Cub won't just do it on their own. But I guess that's just extra business that they have, or extra manpower they have to hire and a whole new budget to create and all that. So they just figure, go through Instacart. And so, um, uh, God willingly, I'm able to do both. I'm on my feet for, what, 16, 12 to 16 hours a day. Um, podcast here, and then I work at Rocco's Pizza as well. So I I, I stay busy. And plus, you're in that Brian, iPhone man. commercial. Yeah, no. Oh, really? I swear, there's this <laughs> iPhone commercial on Facebook. Every time I look at it, I'm like, damn, Kyle has like nine jobs now as an uh, Apple spokesperson. I'm trying to find, I didn't know if I could tag you in it, Kyle, if you'd be mad or not. But every time I see it, I'm like, that's Kyle. Like, oh, legit to the T. I don't care. It's funny. It's funny. People come up to me all the time and they're like, Hey, aren't you so and so's brother? And I'm like, no, I'm the only child. And they're like, How are you? oh, you look like this person you and that person. With it. Like, yeah, man, that's, that's me. You know? Exactly. I, <laughs> I used to take advantage. I used man. to. 
<laughs> like I always used to like run my mouth that way, like because uh, uh, I used to work at a check cashing place, and we was able to sit. And so people would come up to me and they're like, "Are you sitting or are you standing?" And <laughs> and I would tell them I'm in a wheelchair, and they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, oh, I didn't even mean to say that." <laughs> hey, that's a smart one, man. Yeah, that's a smart comeback. <laughs> yeah, man, I like I like how you guys are. Grinding, man. It's a heavy schedule. Sixteen hours, and then you work at the pieces, and then you do the podcast. So, what? Yep. Let me ask you guys a question. What's your ultimate goal with the uh, podcast? Obviously, domination, a hobby, global <laughs> <Okay>. domination. <I> like <laughs> no, um, just for me to talk to to uh, to to myself and Kyle. Just people hear it. Awesome. No, I people have always, you know. I, I like to engage like like Kyle does, not like all the way. Like I, I generally dislike people um, until you know I open up, break down my wall. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, like you know, like you were saying, Emmett. You know, just conversations of blandness. You know, I've I've had my fill of them, but you know, mm-hmm. once I'm going, I I can you know totally you know go off and you know that's how a lot of my closest friends growing up were. You know, we would just talk about everything and anything. And, you know, that's, you know, again, being from Chicago, that was an awesome, you know, diverse area that I grew up in. And then moving mm. to Minnesota, you know, you know, kind of our strong style media, you know, team that we have, you know, with myself, Kyle, Ryan, Elijah, Jordan and Demtris. You know, it's, again, a nice, eclectic, <laughs> diverse group, you know, that that we have our perspectives, so many different perspectives on so many, you know, on the same thing as well as different things that open our, our minds and our eyes to, to different subjects or taboos, you know, which I think is very important in maintaining mm. friendship. And that's why I only have like four friends. Yeah. Cause I'm like, Oh, oh you're, you're not got more than me. full of shit. Say <laughs> <laughs> so how you really feel out. I hate, um, for me, my ultimate goal, honestly, is to start a nonprofit with uh, youth and art. Um, okay. I I have a name set in stone. I have an idea and game plan set in stone. Um, I'm just broke, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you go, nonprofit. <laughs> yeah, see. So pretty perfect, much. Yeah. Pretty much. And so uh, what I want to do is um, get youth like uh, inner city kids together and have them practice like they're drawing, they're painting, graffiti, whatever it is. Let them have a safe haven and not out in the streets, um, do their homework, get fed and then go home. And that's that's what I want to do and have them uh, do their arts. That's awesome. That's it. really cool. Um, no, but for, for real, for my answer, it's just I, I've been a a culture nerd since I was five years old, since I would sneak down and watch Johnny Carson uh, while everybody was sleeping and and laughing my head off, watching the Simpsons, you know, on Tracy Ullman at four years old, you know, eventually leading to watching the very first episode with my mom and sister, you know, the, the Christmas episode at five and thinking, Oh, this is comedy from, from saying I need to not go to boy Scouts anymore because it's interfering with my Seinfeld viewing. Because albeit it's a show about nothing, it points out so many different, you know, again, perspectives in, into so many subjects where you're like, okay, 
you know, that opens my mind, you know, and again, the, the, the writing has always been something, you know, within my background. So it's just something, you know, getting on a, you know, staying with this platform, growing our, our media company here and, you know, mm. getting to go to events and getting to find out, you know, not only, you know, the quote unquote top bill, you know, billing people, whether in sports or in entertainment, but the people behind the scenes, getting their stories out. You know, just, you know, what drives them, you know, this and that. So, you know, I think that's the most important thing is, to, you know, trying to get the unsung heroes, you know, stories out, if you will. Yeah. Right. And and do you think you can do you guys think you can grow that platform in Minnesota? Like you go to kind of put Minnesota on the map. I, I do that on a show I do Thursdays called Soda Sound Radio, where I play. um local hip-hop and R&B. It's all Minnesota talent. Um, and we get listeners all over the place, mm-hmm. um, outside of the U.S. even, which is kind of yeah. cool. Russia, y'all. Russia. Yeah. Can we shout uh, them out? I don't know if that's uh, good. I mean, maybe. I don't know if we could shout them out. The western but... side of Russia. <laughs> and, and I need to, because I listen to podcasts, but I need are some some are pre-recorded. Now, are you guys podcast live or do you edit it? And we're live, all yeah, the way live. Oh, mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Oh man, I two hours. My questions a little more carefully. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you no, guys were kind of like the no, Breakfast we... Club or something, you know? <laughs> no, we do our show live. Um, I was so against it, to be honest. Um, and our one of our good friends, Ryan Cook, who's like the the brain head of all of this. Um, he was like, just do it live. And I'm like, no, like I, I refuse. And it was only 30 minutes. And that's like, I, once I hit, I'd even could, I couldn't even do 30 minutes at first. And, um, now on Soda Sound Radio, I can do two hours. Um, and Alex pretty much does two hours by himself here. <laughs> so like, hey, it's, it's getting better. Yeah. But I mean, like it's talking more. <laughs> it's 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 cool. I was I was like, man, I just I just talk and make it just it doesn't even matter what I say, they just edit it out later. <laughs> <laughs> and and I do a wrestling show, a professional wrestling show on Mondays and we easily could go like we we pretty much broke 3 hours. The the internet where I live is not the best and at about the 2 hour and 45 minute mark, it was just like, no, you're done. And so, you know, I was just like, we easily could have went three plus hours. So, you know, it's just, you know, it's just, we, we, we bounce off, you know, so well off each other, you know, meeting Kyle randomly doing a uh, half, uh, a festive uh, wrestling show after WrestleMania a few years ago to, you know, meeting him after a few months to stealing a hat that he made, um, even though he gifted it to me. Uh, pretty much me saying, yeah, I like your hat guy I never met. Yoink! Uh, to him pretty much saying, hey, you want to do a show? Because we would chat yeah. about, you know, anything. And I'm I'm a very passionate when, you know, it comes to, to talking about my favorite things, which is, again, all things awesome, pretty much. Alex <laughs> is, see, like, with me and Ryan, uh, we're huge martial artists, uh, martial arts oh, fans. Really? Yeah, like Donnie Yen is our guy. Donnie Yen is our boy. Uh, Michael J. White, like all of that. And so we, uh, we, we like martial arts. Um, and Alex, uh, I can be like, um, I love you, New York, and he'd be like, oh yeah, with this movie and that. And I'm like, what? 
you understand me. And so like, <laughs> and so like, I, like, I can't say certain type of like independent films or like, or like other films with Ryan as I could with Alex. And so like, it's our own like little universe, I guess, in the group um, that me and yeah. Alex has where like the pop cultures is formed. So it's kind of cool. Um, and, but Alex, like, it's weird. Cause like all of us, like we do different shows, um, different days of the week. Like now we have a full lineup, right? Seven days a week. Um, um, cause we no. have geek typical on Saturdays, but Alex may, may or may not have a show. On oh, Friday. gotcha. Gotcha. But then we, we would have a okay. show every day of the week, but then it would be something different. So we're, <laughs> we're all, um, across all platforms, but we all understand each other in a way. It's kind of weird. Like our group chat okay. is weird. Well, that's a smart word. That's a good strategy because that's kind of cool then. So that's a different approach, I think. Was that was that the plan all along? Um, yes and no. Um, I, like Ryan's thing was sports. That's his his baby. Um, um, and then I like hip hop, and Ryan kind of kind of likes rap, but he's more like rock. Um, and so I wanted to do what a show about, about hip hop. That guy listens to more hip hop than anything. That guy is an honorary, you know, Saint Paulian, if you will. That guy has a more <laughs> hood cred than most people, uh, <laughs> most hood people that I would see. I would say so. How it all started was Ryan did sports, and me and Ryan did like a sports show like years way before this, just randomly. Um, uh-huh. Then he started doing one. I came over one time. We did a few shows. And then me and him will constantly do uh, our sportscast radio for, you know, probably about a year. I moved. I fell off the face of the earth. Like I said, the internet <laughs> sucks. And then, you know, he was like, well, where's this? Where's Alex? Like, I haven't heard from him in like four months. You know, so, you know, he, it was like a rotating chair. Next thing I know, I'm like, hey, I'm back, everybody. Um, I don't know who any of you people are, but hey. Uh, so, you know, it was just acclimating <laughs> back into the system. Where, you know, then, you know, getting, you know, our, our heads together, realizing, hey, we got something. And especially when our listenership was was definitely on the rise when we reached all these other platforms there. Mm. Yep. That is awesome. I hope you guys take off, man. Yeah, and I, I hope you get nominated. Soon. <laughs> hey. Yeah, what's so, your, that, what that are you working on uh, at the current moment here, uh, Emmett? Um, well... Honestly, nothing. <laughs> um, I did the uh, uh, homeland. Just auditioning and hoping I book something, man. Um, to be mm. honest with you, just uh, just auditioned like yesterday. Um, yep. Oh, nice. Uh, I like weekly, and just I really just hope to book the part and just never know. You just kind of do it and put it out there and 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 hope. You know, that's it. Yep. Yep. It's a, it's a tough game. The only the only the big shots don't really have to audition. You know what I mean? Um, you know the Tom Hanks and the and the Denzels. You know they get scripts thrown at them. The rest mm-hmm. of us gotta audition and just hope and wait. Yep. And, yep. and that's it. So and that's about it, man. Just hope for this opportunity. Uh, I'm just glad that uh, you have a fallback in firefighting, and you have your family, um, and you're not being a waiter or a barista. Um, yeah, telling you know, people to cover your shifts. I tell people that. You know, and not. And that's no knock on um, guys who have to do that, but I'm like, man, yeah. I'm very fortunate that I can. I got a stable career with a very flexible schedule, very understanding um, 
organization and the cops also have very flexible schedules too so some of those guys who live in the LA areas the areas where it's filmed and television they're able to do it too but a lot I feel bad for some of those actors if you're single I think you could pull it off with roommates and stuff but mm-hmm. I heard some of my friends that are waiters and you know they work the Ubers or the odd jobs I heard how tough it is you know because you know yeah. they have to you know travel here travel there you know take this yeah. class and that and it's not big money in those jobs so it's a real grind and a real struggle I can kind of you know do what I do but at the same time they have an advantage that I don't have they can really go all in on it you know I got to kind of go all in but I got other priorities too you know so Mm-hmm. It's just a juggling act, but I think that also keeps me grounded and focused too, because I don't have much time to mess around. So I like never party ever, I almost like never go out, because it's like either family, work, or preparing to audition and staying yep. in shape. So I have no time for nothing else. It's just like yeah, from one thing to the next. So I think it's like a kind of a blessing in a sense. It keeps me out of trouble altogether. Yeah, There's no room for no real leisure really yep and i i've 100% understand that i have not seen my my little daily pleasures because i'm kind of like i'm social but i stay at home all the time and so one of my pleasures is playing the xbox um i have not turned that thing on in probably four weeks um <laughs> because i've just been so busy um so i i get that and i don't have time for anything like nothing you know, I can imagine you guys do this seven days and we got to know that. And, <laughs> and then you got the jobs. I mean, that's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. But you got to mm-hmm. love it, so can't really yeah. feel like, yeah. So it's kind of like, um, a, I'm pretty sure it's like therapy in a sense, a therapeutic, you know, you guys, you know, do the radio station, that's a probably long grind at work. Oh, yeah. Um, being, sitting down is nice. Um and talking to Alex is is always great. Um, see, we've we've gone very close to where I can call him my best friend just through uh, doing the podcasting, um, and then meeting him uh, whenever we have the chance is it's never a bad moment. Um, I always have fun with him. I, I can call him my brother. So, um, I, I doing the podcasting is is appreciative. It's appreciative, and I I'm blessed for it. Um, I wish it paid me to where I didn't have to work so much, but at at the end of the day, um, it's a two hours that's, that's going to last until the internet blows up. But, uh, in the meantime, it's, it's always memories. I, I can call memories and, and go back, um, and, you know, laugh and, and do whatever. So, um, you know what it is, man, just consistency. So mm-hmm. the, the more you do it, you know how it is, the bigger the audience to grow more opportunities to come. Yeah, I got people like you to come on to the show. <laughs> I I like 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 say it or not, man, it's it's really cool to have somebody be on T V um come on to the show. You know, with whether it's you know, somebody who's done you know, got a got a nomination to somebody who's who's been on, you know, Atlanta. Um it's, and it ain't like people knocking down my door. Like I can't be uh you know, it's not like <laughs> I got wiggle room to be, you know, turning down interviews, you know, so it's like, okay, I'll do it. You know, well, and and, and, and when I saw hmm. no, go ahead. No, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, and then when I saw what it was about, I'm like, man, this is seemed pretty cool. 
So I'm like, why not? You know? Yeah. And I, I would love to have you back on, like I said, when you get that nomination. <laughs> oh, man. Or whenever. Oh, man. Whenever you just want well, to yeah. shoot the shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the, whenever, the whenever sounds more reasonable, you know. <laughs> sounds more sensible. But, well, I mean, you, you, but you never know, man. Existence. That's true. That's you, true. That's true. That's you got to speak it into existence. Like, okay. like me and Alex is going to get nominated for a, a Grammy for Best Podcast. Watch. Speaking Can that um, I, I it's think gonna happen. Uh, God, what is the name for the podcast awards? Um, let me see. I haven't listened to like actual shows in for. Oh, just, literally just the podcast awards. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so we're coming for you. Yeah, we're coming yeah. for you, uh, uh, Bruce Pritchard oh. for you know best wrestling podcast. We're coming for you. You know uh, that the the pop culture happy hour. Sorry, NPR strong style media taking over. Boom. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, Emmett Hunter. Anytime you definitely want to come back on, uh, please uh, feel free to jump on uh, whatever you're you're listening to, watching, or you know, whenever you, uh, or even just let us know, you know, when you uh, your next role uh, that you book. It's been an awesome, awesome time, sir. Yeah. Plug away, you know, any social media, um, you know, the next family reunion with Kyle. Uh, again, the the best uh, food spots. No, the best night. Uh, Nightlife spots in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the best nightlife. Um, like I don't, I don't go out, but I can't. You mean in South Florida? I know. Um, Fort Lauderdale area, Las Solas is okay. popular. Nice. A lot, a lot of people think South Beach, but to me that's overrated. That's where like every tourist want to go. You know how it is. Like if you go to New York, it's certain spots you want to go to in New York. I'm pretty sure in the, the Minneapolis area. You know, the tourists, like, take me here. I guess the Mall of America, right? On a weekday. On a weekday. Because on a weekend, that you stay away. Like, you don't want to oh, okay. go. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many people. Uh, yeah, but so, like, here in Las Olas, because uh, um, it's, 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 it's very nice, <laughs> um, Las Olas. What'd you say? What? <laughs> White, white people. As I said, there's so many white people on the weekend at the MOA. It's, it's gross. Oh, oh, really? Is that, is that good yeah. or bad? I mean, uh, I don't know. Like, see, we uh, we we we're, we're against whitewashing and gentrification. We'll just leave it at yeah. that. Well, you know what? That, that is entirely weird. I... over gentrification. It's just it's new to me. Whenever I go to the cities, I'm like. Wow, they built a Target where, you know, there used to be, like, a food shelter or something. Like, it's so weird to me. When I go to Chicago, yeah. everything is just so different now. I'm like, what? No, it's, I, it's yeah. like, it's all perspective, though. I'm, I'm with you guys. It's all perspective. Some people say, well, we're redeveloping, blah, blah, blah. Like, when I go to Harlem, when I go to mm-hmm. downtown Miami, when I go to certain parts of Atlanta, because I get to try Houston, I go downtown. I'm like, man, um, these places are, are places I kind of even grew up uh like, okay, you see still, like, the so-called hood, like, right across the street, but she's brand-new developments, and you're thinking, okay, where are these people going to go? And you come back mm-hmm. months later. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Those people are gone. You're like, where the heck are they going? <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. now it's like they're building these new trendy, fancy places in these once inner cities, like, even on the Brooklyn, I didn't go mm-hmm. before it was gentrified, but the locals are like, yeah, man. This place used to be like nothing. Now it's like 
billion dollar homes ever. It's like, man, like yeah. it, it kind of to me it takes the culture. Like I used to love going to Harlem, I still do, but now when I go, it's like all this kind of commercial like stuff. It's like not what I'm used to seeing. Like, I'm not a feel about this. You know? Yep. Um. Uh, what's that show? Spike Lee's thing. Uh, she's got a habit. Yeah, she's got a habit. They talk about it a lot about Harlem being gentrified. Um, and it's true. Well, well it's tough because it's hard to afford. I mean, because the suburbs get super expensive. So mm-hmm. I get the concept. So in in the inner city was cheaper. So they're going buying the property there and. But the problem is going to become expensive again and, and, and tough to live in. But I get it in a sense, but I don't agree with it at the same time. Yep. Yep. And um, I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of hoping with um, this. Uh, what's that term called again, Alex? Inclusion writer that yep, uh, whitewashing will come writer. to an end. Mm-hmm. And yeah, all yeah, whitewashing. People, people get offended by that, but it's like. When you look at America, man, like especially the bigger cities, some of the rural areas still kind of like you know they are what they are. But you go from L.A. to New York to Minneapolis to mm-hmm. anywhere, like am I even saying that right? Minneapolis, if I say right. Yeah, but you are. You go, you go anywhere. Very diverse. <laughs> so you got to tell that story. Like it's not what it was once before. So it only makes sense. I mean, it's not the end of the world, you know, nobody's trying to take over anything, just let the people who live the lives tell the story I mean, they're right. more than capable I mean, it's no big deal I mean, I think what Fences Marvel, the strategy was brilliant I mean, they gave it to Ryan Cooler. I mean, they went over a billion and now they, I know what they're doing if I could, from marketing wise, now they dropped the with the, they made the Avengers movie a little earlier, I think. What April? Oh yeah, it's supposed yep. to come out because they, they they see this train and they're like, okay, we got to keep you know capitalize off of this train. So I bet you the the Marvel Avenger movie is gonna sell. I don't even know it's gonna sell because you know a whole new audience who never probably watched the Marvel movies because of Black Panther gonna go to this Avengers movie and the Avengers already had a huge fan base, so yep. it was brilliant. It was a brilliant strategy. That's what happens when you bring inclusion in. Like Atlanta yeah. now, the new audience watching FX shows on FX I would have never watched, like The Strain. Like I started oh, watching yep. FX because of Atlanta. So Strain's you know, good. I actually like that show. Not is. Rick, a little little creepy, but good. <laughs> good. You should watch Legion on FX. That's coming back for its second season. It's like a in the X Men universe, if you will, but uh, a mind. Uh, trip, if you will. It's a very good show. Mm. First season is on Hulu there, but definitely recommend I'm going to uh, watch Legion. it. I'm definitely going to watch it. But you know what's weird about FX has like a, a certain kind of audience too, because I named certain shows on FX, and most mm. people are like, nah, never heard of it. No, no, no. I'm like, man, the show's like super good. But I guess it's all about, I guess, what you're into. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's how I feel about like Doctor Who. Uh, it's a miss for me, but everybody likes it. Doctor Who, the, the movie, right? The the, <laughs> the, the Marvel. What is it? No, it's, it's, it's Doctor Who's the English uh, kind of uh, 
time doctor, if you will, a la James Bond. But no, it's oh. it spans different doctors. Like they, they'll have you know the actor player for like so many years or so many seasons, and then they'll transform into a different doctor when they and they go into this thing called the TARDIS, which is like a English phone booth. So you know when people see a time or a phone booth now, they're like, oh, I'm in a TARDIS and. It changes every year. They get a new assistant. You know, it spawned a lot of careers, <laughs> doctors okay. and, and assistants. So it's it's very huge. It's become very popular in the 2000s when it revived um, in the Americas. Uh, but it used to be a big thing. I would watch it as a kid on PBS randomly because I'm like, oh, that guy has crazy hair. Of course he looks like a time wizard. Why not? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it just kind of goes, you know, for, for the science fiction you know, type of things there. And I, I sadly, I, not sadly, you know, you know, I've watched a few things here and there, but I got, I got some Doctor Who merch. I'm not going to lie. Some shirts and such. Okay. You know what? I was getting confused with Doctor Strange. You know? okay. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. I was like, Doctor Who? Couldn't make it up. You know, I, I watched some, <laughs> some shows that people probably be like, he watches that crap. I fall asleep almost every night to King of Queens, man. That's like, one of my oh. favorite all-time shows. I don't know why, mm. but I love Arthur. I love the dad. And I love Jerry Stiller. He's like super funny. Man. So <laughs> I love that show. So I just, I put that on. I got it on DVD and I just watch it till I fall asleep. It's just hilarious to me. I don't know why. Mm. Like I, but I've never seen Seinfeld. I heard you talking and people get shocked and they say, I've never seen. I've never seen Seinfeld either. Like not <laughs> one. <laughs> What? Alex is mad at me now. Go on to Hulu, man. No, seriously, oh. I I was in Cub Scouts. Hell, I even staged a walkout when we were graduating against our scoutmaster. Um, we did Boy Scouts, you know, blah blah blah. And then I was all like, No, I I gotta watch Seinfeld every Thursday, 8 p.m. Even though I recorded, like, I went home a few years ago, and I have like crates upon crates of old VHS recordings of like wrestling from you know WCW and WWF. Where I'm oh, like, why didn't I just record Seinfeld when I recorded legitimately everything else? So dumb part, I, I guess, on my way, because who knows what my life path would have been if I stayed in Boy Scouts. But uh, still, I, no no regrets, because Seinfeld is, is the best. Larry David. <laughs> and, I, and, 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 I, and I heard, and he does, he does Curb Your Enthusiasm. Curb Your Enthusiasm, yep. Yeah, and and everybody keeps telling me to watch that. Like, so because, great. Um, I That's got a funny. friend, and he tells me he compares Atlanta. He was like, "Yeah, the writing," and I heard other people do the same type of comparison. He was like, "It ain't the same shows, but you know how Atlanta kind of doesn't have like, like a storyline kind. They were like Seinfeld's kind of the same in that sense, and I guess okay. Kirby enthusiasm kind of the same thing too, but." I don't know. You've seen Seinfeld, so you would know better than me. Like, mm-hmm. it's a yeah. show that they say it doesn't follow like a, you know, like a, a story each week. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, uh, Atlanta, I, I feel like it kind of like there's characters. I feel like the characters are like told. I'd say it's the best show on TV. It was definitely the best show in 2016. Just yeah. for the, yeah. the the writing, the the serious outlook, but also the the black comedy, meaning dark humor in such Swishers. serious you know topics with it. Um, <laughs> like watching you know watching the last two episodes of this season, I you know would look over at Callie. I'm like, 
no, this is happening probably right now. This happens on a second-by-second basis where, you know, some people have no idea that they think that is fictional. Where I'm like, no, that that sadly is happening so many places across this country at this moment. Like, it's it's a way of life. It's it's, it's sad but true. But it's it's such a nice, realistic approach. The tone, too. I like the tone of it. Like, the kind of Mm -hmm. the... I don't know how to explain it, but I like the tone of Atlanta. I like the, mm-hmm. I guess the camera work. I don't, I don't know, but just the the way it's kind of filmed. I love the way it's yes. filmed, man. Just you, you got that kind of that dark look to it. Like I said, that kind of dark comedy. Um, yep. It's also kind of telling a. I love it. You just never know. Like I'm excited for tomorrow, man, because you just never know what you're gonna get with it, man. And it, and it gets better and better. I I didn't know how they were gonna top season one, but so far. They're killing it, and I like it. And yeah. I try to tell people why it's it's one it's another one of those shows, man. It's either you love it or you don't. Like I, I tell people again, like, hey man, you should watch it. Like, eh, I don't know. I'm not interested. Okay, you're messing up. <laughs> I um, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, I yeah, I mean, I I I thought it was funny. Um, the no chase policy, which I don't think is necessarily <laughs> true. Man, but, I, no, I heard, I heard that was true. I heard that's really true. It is true. Really? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I, I chased I people. Yeah, I, really? I would chase people. That's always yeah, chased <laughs> Like, like I worked at Holiday, and um, there was a lady stealing TV dinners, and I told my manager, I'm like, yo, she's stealing. He was like, go get her, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Chased her about a block, ripped her bag grabbed the TV dinners and like just walk back to the store. Man, is uh, there a video yeah. of that anywhere? No, I well I don't know. Yeah. Like I should probably call him and ask. Like is there I don't remember the date though, I remember the year. But anyway, like I chase people. Cigarettes? I wouldn't. I'd be like, you know what? Whatever. Um, unless I'm the manager. I guess the manager kinda I guess yeah. I'm obligated to but employee I'm like, you know what, like, you're only paying me like six dollars an hour, whatever. What's the worst is when it's your own employee stealing, and I've had to deal with that at many different jobs, and that's the worst. That, that's the worst thing. Yeah. 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 Where you're like, Ugh. damn. But I I get it in some instances. Not when you steal a Lego figure, but when you're stealing, yeah. you know, uh, it's it's a it's a touchy. But you know, you're still stealing, I guess. But um, yeah, no, those waves, though, in episode two, I was uh, that. For, for yeah, Robinson, waves. that was. That was the best. Yeah. Man. He, uh, <laughs> even though that gift like, card scam on. was uh, was was did uh, did Donald Glover did earn dirty, uh, yeah. but but those waves were definitely on point. That was extreme. Yeah, yeah I was like, come on, now. nobody's <laughs> waves are like that in the waves cap. Now. Come on. Oh, he, he left it in there for like a week. <laughs> yeah. He left that cap up for like a week. <laughs> I was like, wow, he would not let anybody touch it, you know. He went yeah. in the interview, I was like, oh, man, that was hilarious, man. That was good. I was like, but Paperboy getting... <laughs> but him getting held up by his own dealer, oh, yeah. like, yeah. Again, that was so hard to watch <laughs> where I'm like... That was. I've never, usually the other way around, but I was like, what do you do in that situation? And I get the keys. How is he going to get his keys back? Like, what's happening? Like, how do you know he's not going to go at him later? 
But, you know, as, as he states throughout the episode, you know, Alfred, it's, it's just not like, or, you know, like you even said, Emmett, you know, you could have a breakout role, a hit song on the radio, but everything just isn't just given to you, you know, kind of right away. And you have to go through hoops or you have to do demeaning things like uh, listening to 35 Savage, soon to be 36 Savage. Yeah. Um, or, you know, or you could go where the other guy, you know, is doing the, the Yoohoo commercial at the end. So, you know, yeah. there, there is an entertainment, that dilemma, that morality, you know, kind of in your head thinking, well, what do I do? Do I do it for the art or do I do it for the Yoohoo? Which, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it can be said for any facet of life, you know, jobs or, or what have you. Because that's, yeah. that, that, that's a good example you just used because, like, you could, in this season, Paperboy's on the verge, like, to the naked eye, to, like, the common fan, to his fans, I bet they assume he's living probably Rick Ross status, but he's not yep. there yet. He's on the he's on the cusp. He's like, okay, like they're having the meetings, they're meeting with you know companies, this and that. But he's still it's still that grind, man. It's still that. And even like you said, a guy who robbed uh, paperboy at the beginning, that's like reality. I don't know if it happens like that. But like so I grew up in an environment where you know I had friends or certain people who were involved in selling drugs or whatever, and things that happened to them and it was people they knew sometimes, you know? So yeah. are, are guys they used to hang out with. So that's yeah. like a, a reality. It's like, you know, they tell me the stories and I'm like, you guys hanging out? Like, what you guys friends? But once you're in that type of life, anything really does go. So mm-hmm. I was like, I, I kind of, I kind of like how he kind of put that in there and kind of put that spin on it. man. Yeah. Um, and they even they even mentioned it in season one, I believe, uh, when he cry, broke his mirror. He's like, "You got money anyway, you paper boy." So they, you know, <laughs> they <laughs> they threw that out there. Um, and Robin season is definitely real. Back to back episodes with something going on, um, and it's showing the harsh realities of it. He was I, I don't know if they sped up the camera or what. I was like, really, like he's moving. <laughs> I don't know. That's the same thing I said. I'm like, he is too old to be moving that fast in socks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, I don't know if I believe what I was seeing. I was like, I was rationalizing in my head. Like, you know, I, some guys' feet move really fast, but they're actually moving slow. I'm like, it looks yep. like he ran like a 4-240 right now, man. Just imagine <laughs> if he ran like that from his last couple of real-life arrests. You know, maybe he wouldn't have gotten, you know. Again, shout out to the usage of music, which is uh, so great, you know, on, on this show. But to play, what was it? The, not the Funkadelics, because that was a bootleg wrestling thing. Uh, and it wasn't <laughs> Parliament, but... Uh, that song, you know, that has been sampled so many times, um, that was just a perfect spot when Coach, you know, just comes out of the house. Delphonics, was it the Delphonics? Um, um, I, I remember the tune, but I don't remember the exact song. But uh, that was just, it they're... was such a great usage of um, just of that, that spot. And, and, and again, just what they do with that show, Donald, his brother, um, the director, which I didn't get his his name there, but uh, oh, just that, that staff, 
Yes, yes, thank you, thank yeah. you. Um, what what they do, they deserve every award that they win. You know, have won, and hopefully will will continue uh, continue to win those. So, uh, mm-hmm. but Tracy, man, I I, I just sense he's going to spell <laughs> a lot more trouble for uh, for kind of the the trio that we know and love. Um, and Darius still is up a level. Lakeith Stanfield is to me the the breakout out of this, even though. Um, you know, Paperboy, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely growing as a actor kind of out, you know, just outside of Atlanta. But Lakeith Stanfield, he's he's amazing. I Everything oh, he he's in now, up, man. I look he's, forward to, yeah. Yeah, I watch it. You got the song of the bother you coming out. I'm definitely watching mm-hmm. it. Um, I watched the, uh, what was the, I forget the name of the movie, the kind of sci-fi horror on Netflix he was in, Death Note. Okay. Oh, yep, yep, Death Note, yep, yep. He's on a bunch of stuff, man. He's 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 oh the Colin Warner. What's that? Um, uh, wasn't he in Get Out as well? Yep. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Brian Tyree that. Henry, who plays Paperboy, he's 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 got so many upcoming projects, you know, coming up this year and next year, and of course Zazie Beats playing Domino in Deadpool too. So. Uh, you know, a lot of big, big things, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Emmett, you know, definitely, you know, can't wait to see, you know, what, what's coming up. Hopefully uh, you get the call from, from both Dana Gould and, and Donald Glover. That would be awesome. And, and, you know, kind of expanding on your routes here. Uh, but where do we think it's going to go? I mean, is it just going to be all, all gloom? Is is that the reality of life, you know, kind of in this season again, he, he says a, a credit for this uh, second season has to go to Tiny Toons, How I Spent My Summer Vacation, <laughs> yeah. which I haven't seen in probably about yeah. 10 years. But I would screen that movie in high school whenever we would have, like, weeks we didn't do shit. I would always bring in my VH, VHS copy and span, like, four days of just watching that movie. My teachers didn't care. They're like, what, whatever. Um, and so we would do that. And so now, you know, I, I plan to check that out. And then hopefully, you know, for the next, you know, remainder of the season, I can kind of piece together that plucky duck Hampton JPEG uh, correlation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to look at it myself because I'm like, ah, so far, I'm like tiny tunes. I don't know. You know I've been watching the season. But, but I'm going to have to go watch. But he said it would be darker this season a lot, you know. So definitely is. I get it. Yeah, I get it. So uh, I'm excited to see what's next. Um, Definitely. I wanted to ask you: Are you a wrestling fan? I, I couldn't. I, I used to be. Um, you know, me and my brother used to be real big wrestling fans. And so I, I was watching like Dateline or something. I was like 12 or 13, because oh, I oh. believed it was real. Once mm-hmm. I found that it was fake, that was it for me. Except for. The Rock. I kept watching The Rock because his personality was so big. Me and my mm-hmm. brother just trip out off of his expressions and stuff like that. So whenever The Rock was wrestling and we were at home or something, I would like still check out The Rock. But I used to be a huge, huge wrestling fan. You know, when there was Sting and and, and Ultimate Warrior and and those guys, I was like real big in wrestling. But once I found out, and then you know they broke down behind the scenes, how was on the stage. I was like, oh my god, it was okay. <laughs> I see. Hopefully, you get to uh, appear on stage with him sometime. That'd be cool. No, it would be. I mean, at least, especially since I know, since I know it's fake, you know, I know it'll be all right. You know? uh, <laughs> so I would definitely, 
I wouldn't mind. I mean, I'm assuming you got Minnesota. I know it's like the wrestling country. It's wrestling country, yeah. 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 Yep. So I know you guys are probably in the wrestling. Yep. Well, but, but yeah, I definitely. I don't know how it is outside of WWE. I'm, I'm assuming the other levels, maybe it's actual, the real deal, I'm guessing. Uh, I mean, it's still entertainment, you know, like uh, just trained and everything else, but you get... Japanese uh, wrestling's kind of where, where everything is at right now. Yeah, from you get different Stories styles. To, to, yeah, the, the wrestling style and how they can invoke emotion. And, and plus, they're not on like eight hours a week on TV. They might do like four to five shows in a week, uh, but they kind of spread it out, give their talent a little time to rest. You know, kind of in between where the oh. WWE is more out there, so they kind of run out of ideas or stretch themselves thin, or book themselves in a corner, which we've seen from time and time again. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, thanks, Emmett, for uh, coming on to the show. We do appreciate it, and um, I believe we got what Veronica to talk about. We definitely got to talk about that before we uh, end the show here. Um, yeah. But uh, say goodnight. Appreciate it. And, um, again, you're always more than welcome to come back on. Yeah. Okay. Pleasure to meet both of you guys. Uh, Definitely keep in touch. And I hope we can do this again. Of course. Definitely. Um, Where can we find – I know you have – well, on IMDb, you have your your actor reel. But um, uh, where can we find – like, do you have a Twitter – I yeah, found you on um, Facebook, but that's personal. So, like, like yeah, what social media uh, do you want to give where people can find you? Um, Instagram, um, just look up Emmett Hunter. Um, Twitter, um, what's my Twitter? Just Emmett Hunter again. Just search it. I should pop up. I don't even remember my Twitter handle. Is the same, <laughs> but uh, I think it's Emmett Hunter. I I I Emmett I I I I don't know, but just. Search Emmett Hunter, it should pop up. So Twitter, yep. Instagram, even Facebook. I don't yep. care I'm open book, you know. I don't mind. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks again and again. Uh it'll be soon. Thank you like, so I, much. I know I said it. nomination, but it'll be soon. It'll be soon. We'll invite you back on. <laughs> hey, I'm 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 believing it. I'm believing it. You guys I will, I would definitely accept the invitation if that happens for sure. <laughs> for sure. Because uh, we gotta have Nutella. You gotta tell us how Nutella is uh next time you're on the show. I definitely will. All right. <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, guys. All right. Bam. That was awesome. That was that was great. Thank you, Emma yeah. Hunter. That was that was dope. Yeah, thanks. Uh, for allowing that to happen, that's really cool. And um, so how it works is shout out is, to the relative to show you, yeah, that y'all are related. <laughs> yeah, like that was that was really crazy. Um, thanks Uncle Billy for uh, telling us about uh, Emmett, and uh, I was like, no way, I didn't believe you. Um, because like I don't know if you remember, like I, I probably said it earlier in the show. I was like, yeah, that dude's like my cousin. But his name's Ahmad White. And, like, <laughs> they listed that as his actual name on IMDb and not uh, his character <laughs> really name. Not oh, yeah. Okay. And so, like, and oh. so like I'm like, oh, that's his name. Like, but doing more research, I realized Ahmad White is his character name and Emmett Hunter is his biological name. And so I'm like, huh. 
Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Looked it up. Um, and yeah, we are first cousins. Uh, my grandmother and his grandfather, our brother and sister, um, passed down, passed down. We are first cousins. Tight. Hmm. You know what else uh, is tight? A movie <laughs> with kids that, you know, kind of go into the occult side or kids that listen to the original Queen Bee, if you will, to Oprah. Um, Oprah. We got reviews on kids battling evil. Some good, some bad. We'll be back in three and two. Uh, is that what it is? Sure. That would be five, right? <laughs> is it? Five and eight? No, don't go to the five A club. Go to Matt's bar. Best best juicy Lucy's in all of Minnesota and anywhere. What did you eight. say? Five eight? Suck. Yeah, no, five, five eight, eight sucks. No, Matt's oh, wait. Matt's mm. for life. I think I only went to one, sadly. Yeah. Man. Five eights. Life sucks. Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Most people would consider this your late night hip hop and R&B podcast, Soda Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Halffine Adams. Every Thursday night, right here on the Strong Style Media Network, catch up on your latest on hip hop and R&B, and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. But if you trust the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you deal. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like time. See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. Victim, I believe don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath. Regain my pet. Check my feet when I'm walking to see if it ain't. I seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sure to clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man, because that's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Enut. Enut. This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted to I, it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh my. Hey, I'm Dr. Asking. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is... He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. I can't... What are you... I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. 
Strong Style Media presents Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, survivor, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles and track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. Goodness. To what do Bastion and I owe the pleasure? Well, well we were all just talking, and, and we realized we haven't had a game night in ages, just the seven of us. So, I thought you were going to your brother's house. I never said that. Come on, Gear Bear, live a little, it's the weekend. We were just saying how you were always better at games than Debbie was. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, thank you not to besmirch my ex-wife. That woman is an angel. Oh, yeah, she was much better at games than you. I will admit I have eagerly awaited a visit such as this. Where'd he go? Do we follow him? It seems like it. Ryan, you go first. I'm scared. That is the always phenomenal uh, Elvis Costello. Uh, I kind of wish they would have ended Veronica with this song after all the events. That would have been uh, tight. But, of course, uh, <laughs> before that, we heard the, the glorious clip from, I would say, one of the funniest movies. It's like Office Christmas Party, but with a fine-tuner, finely-tuned script. Um, whoa, what's that? What's that noise? What's that flicker? Uh, Jonathan uh, Goldstein <laughs> and John Francis Daly uh, co-directing um, Game Night, which they uh, they actually wrote Spider-Man Homecoming, which was I you know easily the top five, top six Marvel movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, mm. As well as we know John Francis Daly from Freaks and Geeks, uh, from Bones. They also uh, did some writing work on Horrible Bosses. Uh, but they also the the co-directors got the uh, the Flash um, Flashpoint movie that they'll be doing for the DC Cinematic Universe. So kind of dipping their toes in both comic book worlds there. But I thought they did a, a hell of a job um, on this movie. A, a kind of a, a a twist on David Fincher's The Game, starring uh, Michael Douglas as well as Sean Penn. Um, which was a great methodical thriller with one of the more surprising endings. Uh, Game Night kind of takes it to the nth degree, amps up the laughs. I will say, judging from that clip alone, 
um, as then as I stated into uh, the beginning of the show, uh, Jesse Plemons uh, kills it as the deadpan cop who feels uh, neglected since he was the uh, the the vanilla husband of the friend that everybody liked. But unfortunately, when divorces happen and that the fun one moves away, you still got to deal with your neighbor who's the boring cop. But uh, funny ass performance. Um, definitely a nice turn for Jesse Plemons, who's uh, an eclectic actor for sure, from his uh, role in last year's acclaimed uh, spot in Black Mirror to, of course, Friday Night Lights, season two of Fargo, um, Breaking Bad, the final season, as well as uh, the thorn in Jesse's side, if you will. Well, him and the rest of the Aryans, if you will. But uh, Game Night uh, hits it all all with the laughs. Made Rachel McAdams, which I'm, you know, usually cold on with her, you know, a few bright spots. But I think um, uh, for her, comedy is definitely should beat uh, the route that she kind of takes since, to me, all the Nicholas Sparks dramatic roles, you know, kind of end up being about the same, but this was a nice different role for, for Rachel McAdams. I thought she killed it. Jason Bateman's Jason Bateman. Unfortunately, people can get away, um, you know, playing the same character and he just does it. Well, uh, Kyle Chandler, who plays his brother, who gets everybody into all this crazy nonsense, uh, a special appearance by a murderous, uh, police, uh, and not investigator, I guess, forensic officer, but that's all I'll say about that. Billy Magnuson killing it as their dim-witted blonde, uh, friend there, uh, with Sharon Horgan, who's awesome in, uh, Catastrophe, the Amazon Prime series. Uh, is very funny as well as kind of his go-to where uh, Magnuson's character is basically known for banging young dumb blondes where he's, again, a dumb blonde himself. Um, And, uh, of course, uh, Danny Houston, Chelsea Peretti, Lamar Morris from The New Girl, um, and uh, and Kylie Bunbury, who plays uh, Lamar's wife, they are great as a couple as well. Uh, but this movie is is great. A lot of turns, a lot of uh, things you don't expect in a comedy, which I kind of liked as well. Funny from top to bottom. I recommend this as a good date night or a movie you go see with your bros. I recommend, you know, paying the premium. Uh, it's always good for a $5 laugh as well. But uh, I, I recommend a weekend money for game nights. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Um, I always thought it was going to be good. Even Ryan said he wanted to see it. So, um, interesting. I think I'm going to have to go check it out on Tuesday. That's for sure. Very, very funny. Um, check that out as well as perfect. The movie we talked, uh, <laughs> well, we won't, we won't get into Netflix yet, but, uh, wrinkle in time, Ava DuVernay, um, again, based off a, a timeless child's science fiction novel, which I've yet to see, uh, but basically about Meg Murray and her brother, uh, little brother, Charles Wallace, who I thought was amazingly, uh, amazingly played by, uh, gosh, what's his name? Uh, Derek McCabe. He's like uh, uh, the Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory, uh, but not, well, he's probably what you expect Sheldon to be like, but not as... uh, not with the social anxiety, if you will. He's a very outgoing person, but a bright kid. Um, Storm Reed again, playing Meg Murray, who also uh, tag in uh, Levi Miller, who plays uh, Kevin O'Keefe, 
who just kind of is drawn to uh, to these kids. Um, Meg, of course, is a adolescent, I believe, eighth grade, if you will. Teased, you know, her father disappears. You know, he the scientist, you know, played by Chris Pine. You know, Dr. Alex Murray, along with his wife. But everyone says, oh, he just left. You know, he didn't disappear. But they know, you know, Meg and and her her brother and her mother know that he's somewhere out there. They were trying to meet and be with one with the universe. That was all that uh, Dr. Murray was kind of aiming for, where his wife, you know, wanted to do something more. Again, played by the always wonderful Gugu Mbatha Ra from San Junipero, uh, the wonderful classic Picture Perfect uh, Black Mirror episode, as well as the latest uh, Netflix original Cloverfield Paradox. And she's in another movie I want to check out, which is on Netflix, where she finds out she just got a terminal disease and pretty much figures, what do I do next? I don't have the name of that, but we'll definitely have a review here in the next upcoming shows. Um, but basically, it's them trying to find their father in, uh, you know, pretty much in all these different, you know, worlds of the universe. They are uh, guided by three mysterious travelers in the astral planes, known as Mrs. What's It, Mrs. Who, and Mrs. Witch, uh, being portrayed by Reese Witherspoon, Oprah Winfrey, and Mindy Kaling. Uh, but their spots, they're, they're minimal. I, I will be honest. You know, Minnie Kaling's character, you know, she kind of talks in different paradigms. Think Drax from uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, very literal, you know, talks in, in sayings and quotes. That is a way of communication. Reese Witherspoon, I, I thought, did a great job kind of being a campy uh, astral traveler, uh, but kind of a newbie kind of, you know, letting these, you know, to get these travelers to the to where they need to go. And Oprah, pretty much, I would say, playing Oprah for her role. Not in it as much as I wanted her. I wanted her to, to kind of guide this film, uh, which she does. But there are times, uh, Kyle, where I wanted to laugh out loud in the theater because she was very Oprah-esque. I don't know if she filmed everything in, like, one day. That's all they had allotted for Oprah money or what have you. Uh, but a lot of it was a little like, okay, we, we get it. It's Oprah. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's a good movie. I just didn't sense too much danger in this. Very reminiscent, you know, of, of a never-ending story. You know, the 80s movies, uh, you know, Dark Crystal, you know, even in a way, you know, that we've uh, kind of grown up with. Um, but to me, this was kind of a, a disappointment and the only reason why I say that, Kyle, is this is a movie I wanted to be longer. I wanted them to explain a little bit more backstory into it. You know, they just kind of get into it. They show she's bullied. Yeah, it sucks growing up. I'm sorry. Whether you're popular, not popular, you're the weirdo, what have you, it just sucks being a kid, being an adolescent. And it shows that, you know, to the nth degree. And so having social media out there makes it even harder uh, but, you know, also grieving the loss of your father, the disappearance, knowing he's still out there, but also people thinking that you're crazy, your family's crazy, and having a brother who's, you know, smarter than all smarts, but is just so, you know, just in your face out there, you know, and, and getting in trouble, you know, you have so much going on there. But, you know, I, th- I thought Storm Reed did wonderful. 
Uh, again, the the acting was was okay, you know, minus the Oprah performance. I thought it could have been a little bit more. But again, Kyle, this is a movie I would not have been mad at if they split it into two movies, and or also made it, you know, a little over two hours, just kind of like every other live action Disney movie is. Hell, Beauty and the Beast is less than ninety minutes animated form. The di- the damn live action movie was two and a half hours. So I think they could have expanded this unattainable, uh, you know, book as they say was very hard to adapt. Well, if it's so unadaptable, same thing with The Dark Tower, 2017's biggest disaster, where that has mm-hmm. a multiple chapters, a multiple books, and they damn they they neutered the source material, which I was very you know not well connected with, a la Wrinkle in Time. But if you're trying to build something here, make it more than two hours. You know, expand the story. Just don't think people aren't interested in that. They're going into this, especially with that source material there. Even if it's not at 100% accurate, as long as you get the gist and the majority of it for it to make sense, then that's when you have, you know, accomplished that goal of, of, of getting that fanfare there. And I think that's what kind of hurts hurt this movie a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it, it's great girl power. It's good for that aspect. It's just, I, they, it just didn't explain too much. It was just as confusing in some parts, you know, in, into the trailer. Um, the emotional, you know, aspect is there. Uh, I, I probably teared up once or twice. I'm not going to lie. Uh, this is good for, for the youth, I would say. Uh, but for overlong classic status, unfortunately, I see this being lost in the shuffle. Hmm. Really? Yes, unfortunately. Mm. Um, I don't have any questions about it. I don't know. That's a like rat. I... That's a rat. <laughs> Boom. I don't have any questions. I, I thought I was going to, but Wrinkle in Time is just something I, I really... Uh, game night I, I wanted to go to see. I like, drive to the IMAX to go see this, and I was like, oh, well, maybe not. And I'm kind of happy I didn't because I would have been really mad. Like, what? Really? That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. I don't. Uh, we played the uh, intro to this movie, uh, Veronica, which oh, is on no. Netflix. We ain't dead yet, motherfucker. <laughs> um, R.I.P. Bernie Mac. I liked it though. Um well, first off, it's uh not the um not the one with the uh uh lady and the nun, but the um the uh seance one. I liked it. Yes, yes. I just um, found out the director of Veronica, um which uh, is the same director because I thought I had the exact same feel, but I didn't want to sound stupid. Uh, but you know, a Spanish horror film which they are killing it all over on the market with over the last ten years. And one of those original films from Paco Plaza was the Wreck films, the kind of zombie in a hotel or in a uh, apartment building complex, where it was kind of like a POV shot type film. Uh, which spawned an American version with the the sister chick from Dexter, 
uh, Jennifer Carpenter, which I never saw those. But but the first Ruck film is great. And then the, the sequels that they made are just batshit crazy, following, you know, kind of the, the Evil Dead, uh, you know, playbook, if you will. Uh, but I, like you, enjoyed this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. From the Ouija board setup, the seance, um, we're, we're, we watched it last night, but of course I'm old, so I fall asleep, even though I say, I'm not sleeping. Next day, I know, oh, it's three in the morning, didn't finish this movie. I was like, oh, I'll try finishing it now. Fell asleep right away, because I was like, oh, I'll just listen to it, because, you know, oh, wait, I can't speak Spanish, even though I'm Mexican. Whoops, so I failed there. And then I was just like, oh, but we watched it right before the show. Uh, even in the daylight, I was clenching. I was thinking, what the hell's going to happen? Um, I'm kind of happy. And we don't want to get too much into spoilers. But I had an inkling when I watched the beginning last night of where I thought this movie was going to go. And the way mm. how it did end, I was about 80% right and kind of in that direction. But, you mm. know, kind of where the, the police reports um, and everything, you know, because this is based off an actual uh, report in 1991, I believe, um, in, in Sao Paulo, um, down in Brazil there, where, you know, there was, you know, scenes of supernatural activity, which made a lot of people leave their jobs, request for transfers, transfers and this has some haunting-ass images. They go yeah. out there. It's not blood, you know, every eight seconds. It's not jump scares even every eight seconds. The occult is a crazy flipping subject. But again, unfortunately, within the last 10 to 15 years, has been a, a horror movie topic that has been done to the nth degree. Not mainstream-wise, per se. That's unfortunately zombies. But uh, on that indie horror zip, that is definitely something that has been utilized and has been done well. So I was afraid of where this movie was going to end. But again, when I was like, oh, it's going here. It's a metaphor for this. I totally dug it. I love the direction. The the, the intensity is, is there. The kids I thought were great. Um, and, and the imagery, again, is, is, is wonderful. Hmm. I, yeah, I, I thought it was great. Um, the, the, uh, Crap. Like I, I jumped a couple times, I'm not gonna lie. Um I wouldn't say that it's like piss your pants scary or shut it off halfway through as they claim. Um but No. There's there's moments where you jump. I've I fucking jumped, that's for sure. But if all in all it was, did, it was a good I watched it the sun was in my face and I still jumped. It was like what? Who? <laughs> um, I don't mind subtitles. Um, I think we talked about that when um, Pan's Labyrinth was out. That's you know yeah. that's completely subtitled, and so uh, that's a good film. And um, I don't mind it. I'm an anime fan, and I definitely enjoy subtitles over uh, the dubbed version. So you watch the dub version? There's a dub version. Uh huh. Which is just English dub. Yeah. No, I I just watch the. The, the Spanish version. I didn't know you could watch that, um, but it was tight. I I liked it. Um, the 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 actress who played, um, which I believe her her name is Sandra Escasina, uh, who plays the the fifteen year old titular character Veronica. 
uh, I, I thought was fantastic. She can mm. command a movie. Um, I Again, I, I would give this A+. This was a good watch. This is something I would probably, just to see things I didn't, you know, see the first time. Uh, this mm-hmm. is the movie I would probably watch watch again. This would be like a Halloween movie. I thought this was a lot of fun. Some good backstory was kind of, you know, um, of that, you know, that life, if you will. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, thinking about it more and more, I, I truly did like. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was just a publicity stunt, you know, which, you know, in a way it was, you know, people couldn't watch this movie, but I could see where people could get out. I mean, there's a scene where I didn't expect for them to go. I thought they were going to cut away, but when they showed the siblings kind of as she's laying in bed, uh, and you got little Jerry Maguire kid, um, the Spanish version, if you will, of Jonathan uh, yeah. and Jerry yeah. Maguire, uh, the cutest kid in the world, by the way. I was like, oh, if I had a kid, it'd be like that guy. Um, like that kid. But uh, he, um, yeah, it was just a, a, a very good film. Can't wait the to see scene? more, you know, f- from this director and, and actress. What was that? Oh, the tub scene? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, the bed scene, too. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I didn't get a chance to see the second Veronica film. I uh, I don't know. I just didn't have enough time, unfortunately. Like I, because they're both short. They're both like about an hour and a half. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't get a chance to see a second one. Did you? No, I I just seen the the seance movie. Okay. Okay. What was the other Veronica uh, about? Uh, apparently there's a nun and a lady, and they're in this house. From what I read in the description, and they're they're pushing each other to their limits. So, Ooh. Mm-hmm. for some reason, I kept thinking of that movie. What is it? Hard Candy. Yeah, the movie's great. Patrick Wilson and Ellen Page. Yeah, I kept thinking of that. Or um, okay, that, I don't know why that came to mind when I when I read the description. But yeah, have you ever seen this or? Um, Saw this movie. Um, uh, Would you rather? I think it is. Yes, and it's a dinner table movie. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. With uh, that Brittany. Yeah, that that was a really good movie. Uh, God, what's it. your name? She was. Um, the, but no, it has. I'm gonna look it up right now. But the dude from uh, My Name Is Earl was yeah, in my it. My name is Earl. Um, Park Boys. Uh, who? Oh, he's on Trailer Park Boys too. The uh, no, the one with the um, the weird like mutton chops and and uh, he's uh, he was the uh, chubby loudmouth dude. Um, he's in Trailer Park Boys. Oh, you're right. Someone mm-hmm. said I looked like him the other day, and I almost punched him. Yeah. Ew, wow. John if anything, R.I.P. He. Sorry. If, go ahead. Oh, I, if anything, they were probably trying to say you look like the the one of the guys who has a goatee and his hair slicked back, but he always has a drink in his hand, and it's like from that would like, have been uh, me five years ago. <laughs> and it was a from like oh, a I was wearing my suit or and I had my goatee. Now I just have a mustache, um, and, but I had my goatee, and I looked in the mirror like later that night. I was like, "Damn it, he's right." And I saw a picture of the the trailer park boy. I was like, "Damn that that." Bastard was right. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I'm looking at the cast. I'm like, oh yeah, Trailer Park yeah, that's Boy. That's Um And then uh, John Heard, R.I.P. The dad from Home Alone and uh, the the mayor, I believe, uh, in The Sopranos. Uh, Jeffrey Combs, who's who we all know from Reanimator. Sasha Gray, Brittany Snow was the actress I was referring to from American Dreams, as well as, um, of course, Pitch Perfect. Uh, but Jeffrey Combs, again, uh, he, he's kind of the, the guy who brings all these people in who he knows uh, needs money or, or needs something mm-hmm. to better their, their life predicament. And, again, it's a game of would you rather. It's either you do it or, or you die. So, yeah. you know, no matter how horrendous it is, uh, that is a tense movie. <laughs> it really is. It really uh, is intense. I, I, I randomly watch, I believe it's on HBO Go or now. Uh, both of those platforms, if you have them, uh, it's that I believe that's where I no, I watch it on Netflix. I don't believe it's on Netflix anymore, but I have seen it on HBO oh, uh, I, apps. Thanks, Redbox, for me. I uh, still have it actually. Oh, the dude who played Penguin <laughs> in Gotham is in it as well. Yeah, he plays the um, crazed son. I just realized that. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I want to watch yeah, really great cast. <laughs> really great cast. It really cast. is. <laughs> yeah, it really, really is. But like pushing each other to their limits, that's what I also thought of was Would You Rather or um, mm-hmm. or Hard Candy. So um, I probably plan on watching it this week for sure, just to say that I watched it. And um, I probably need to get back on my website as well <laughs> as uh, Strong Style Media is coming near completion. So Yeah, complete, complete. 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 Uh, <laughs> by the way, buy some wristbands or else Keith Murder will get you. I don't know if you saw that on the page. Keith hey, Murder's man, Keith Murder. Really? He's, That's tight. Yeah. Yeah. He got on his shades. We'll call <laughs> him that Keith Murder. <laughs> oh, Check it out. Strongstylemedia.com forward slash shop. Four ninety five shipping and handling. Uh five dollars for the wristband. Uh, get four of them. Get free shipping. T-shirts coming soon. Yeah. Jordan. Um, <laughs> anything? Oh, what was I going to say? Uh, Jay-Z Beyonce tickets uh, going on sale to the public on Monday. Uh, Kyle, I hours. believe I'll be going, even though I said I'll be going to Childish Gambino. I think All In might be a little bit more important. Um, sorry, sorry, Donald. Um, I'll support you with your next incarnation, your next Wu Tang name simulator name you pop out. Uh, but, uh, definitely for the birthday. I found the middle row, uh, or middle of the field, you know, kind of looking uh, across from the stage for only $232 front row on the second really? level. I think I might do that. That's not bad. Second level, I mean, you still could see the concert. I'd, uh, me and being short, I prefer it anyway. Dead center. Yeah. Dead center, first row. I was like, that's the best. Uh, got tickets for Bone Thugs and Harmony in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, in June 20, uh, on June 23rd. So, Kyle, you should definitely make it out of here, make the trek. So we could. See, they're going to do East 1999. I'm so stoked. One of my, my, my favorite albums. As I sounded like the whitest dude ever. So stoked, Bone Thugs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was one of and, my favorite albums. Fuck yeah, man. That's I, I still will play that. When I found out, like, I was at the gym, like, a year ago. And I was on a treadmill. I was like, man, I was just, like, in my head singing um, 
a, bo- a bone song in my head. That sounded really terrible. I was like, Bone Thugs. But anyways, uh, you know, I was like, man, I really wish Bone Thugs and Harmony was on Apple Music. And I was like, wait, why wouldn't they be? And so I searched them and every album was there. And I just played, you know, it was, it was, it was wonderful. Even Art of War? Whoa. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> uh, what uh? Whoa, that's pretty cool though. They got a song with Tupac. Oh. What if they hologram him pause? for that show? Oh God, no! I really hope not. <laughs> At some little club in Sioux Falls, we get a Tupac hologram. <laughs> they paid for it, so they're like, "Fuck it." I'd give, I would give them $100 towards that, that rental fee from Beat <laughs> Studios. They invested into that. They're like, this is going to pay off. Watch. And uh, now they bring it with watch, them everywhere watch. it goes. Because they can't. They, I mean, they ain't got nothing else to do. The okay. song was tight. It was it was lame when you're older. But when that song came out, you're like, whoa, Tupac. Wait. Bone Thugs what? in Harmony. What? How is that song lame now? It's just, it seems like a weird cash grab. The the lyrics are a little weak. I mean, it's great, but it's also weak at the same time. It's vanilla. Um, maybe. Ooh, should we, I'm gonna create should a we uh, listen now. to it? We should listen to it and then decipher it. <laughs> okay. On air. Let me pull it up right now. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't know. I I can't wait. Like seriously, if they do the the whole album of East 1999, that would be amazing. I'm Just really mad. I missed most death. You did? It's his last yeah, he performance. Did. He did black on both sides, and I missed it from beginning to end. All right. And guess how much tickets were? Eighty bucks. Thirty-five dollars. What? Yep. Uh, rest <laughs> in peace to English theoretical phys- physicist, cosmo- uh, cosmologist, author, director of research for theoretical cosmology within the University of Cambridge. Stephen Hawking has uh, passed away. Um, I mean, this guy is just in- enriched in pop culture, I mean, let's be real, from his appearances on numerous shows, uh, being a, a Matt Groening uh, stand-in for sure, from, you know, his, his walk-on or his, his roles on uh, Futurama and The Simpsons being shown in a random, random spots, but always stealing the show, getting a quote, if you will, having fun um, on that. And again, Big Bang Theory, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, I remember that. But, you know, Stephen Hawking is known for, you know, the, the black hole theories, the cosmos, you know, his, his thoughts on God, you know, and, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, kind of taking over, you know, for this generation as well. But, of course, you know, A Brief History of Time, his books, you know, just have caused uh, so many people to, you know, give a damn about what is happening in the universe and realizing who you are, what even this planet is. There's just so much more to there, to existence, for intelligence. You know, he definitely will be missed, but 
thankfully his work will live on, you know, in, in for for the rest of of all time in many, many, many universes. Hell, <laughs> even it got Eddie Redmayne an Academy Award for playing him um, in a uh, theory of time or relativity of time. I forgot the name of that movie. Um, but, uh, you know, it's probably because I haven't seen it. No, but theory of everything. Thank you. Uh, but uh, oh. it's, uh, you know, it's uh, thankfully we will have, you know, again, in all of the different things he's been in pop culture. Hell, I, I just read uh, earlier today. He was also the voice of the hitchhiker as they're doing a, a radio rebroadcast a modern retelling of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy on BBC Radio. Yes, BBC Radio, Kyle. Um, Stephen <laughs> Hawking was again doing the voice of the Hitchhiker. So can't wait to listen to that. Rest in peace. Rest um, and, and Godspeed, you know, to the universe, to the cosmos, if you will. And hopefully you will see everything that you have done was right. And hopefully we will learn from you and continue your ways and your work. Hmm. Indeed. That's a good brewery. (laughs) A good what? A brewery? I can't say that word. Brewery? 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 I'm really horrible at that word. It's like this kid I know, he calls a roof a roof or socks he calls socks I don't know <laughs> I, he calls uh, me I can't Alex pre- I've, no, I've known the kids in second grade and he says Alex but he could say bat cat hat but he can't wow. say Alex and he Why? was an Abercrombie model shut out Nick Bartley boom Whoa. socks and- buttons <laughs> mittens and- and he can't. Interesting. Yeah, can't say Alex. Hmm. I can't. Uh, <clears throat> I can't say things with V's. Pretty much. Sometimes I. Uh, How do I you say make it with, it with the ladies? Mm, what? <laughs> <laughs> Did you can't get the V or see the V or whatever? Say Whoa. the V. <laughs> No, not like that. I mean, dang, Alex. No, I meant to say like. Uh, never mind. Forget. It. <laughs> 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 what do you got coming up in the week? Um, chilling. Come check me out at the uh, the Sports and Leisure Show this weekend, where I'll be hosting a booth, um, or not. Right. That's fine. Um, what else? Uh, hopefully checking out a movie or three. Hopefully I might be able to sneak out to go see Annihilation tomorrow night. Um, hopefully get a review for that. A few other things here. Atlanta, episode three of season two. Cannot wait to check that out tomorrow night along with How to Get Away with Murder. And I got to try to find Kyle. Last night, uh, MTV's Vendetta's The Challenge because somehow the DVR broke. And I didn't get it. What? And I need that fix. I need it. The DVR broke. Oh, no. Yes. Mine broke for raw. It. I'm mad. That's fine. That's fine. You you didn't. Yeah, no, it is pretty weak. You're good. 
Bruh. WWE pissed me off. So. Not New Japan, I, though. No. I didn't even watch um, Fastlane. I didn't even care for it. It was good. It was a good pay-per-view. Was it a good pay-per-view? One of the best. Mm. Not even kidding. Are you... Okay. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Uh, I don't know. I hope WrestleMania is good. We'll be there. Definitely take the day off because it's like 15 hours this year. No flow rider. But Kid Rock will perform. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. He's already, he's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's going to happen. <laughs> oh, my God, no. Deal with it. <laughs> like, it's going to happen. Hey, Devil's like, Not he, a Cause, though. That's a tight album. I'm not going to lie. I don't like his song uh, Quite Like Me because it's outplayed on, I want to say, six or 17. 17 or 18. One or two, but it was one of the songs that. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. One of the songs that was on repeat. And uh, I got tired of it. I don't care that he's a white boy. Like, that bothers you that he's white and that he has a no. biracial child? No, he that says it. That's part of his lyrics. You never met a white boy quite like me. Mm hmm. It's true, he's though. Known. I've seen his concert. It's bananas. It's everything you would expect at a Kid Rock concert. I don't know. Is there going to be cake? I hope so. At a Kid Rock concert? It's Pi Day. Happy Pi Day. And in two more days, don't forget to give your loved one a Stone Cold Stunner before uh, Austin 316 Day on Friday. Then, of course, get a happy. And, oh. and, and crazy on St. Patty's Day this Saturday. Come uh, party with us, Strong Style Media, as we will be hitting the Indeed Brewery in Minneapolis, Minnesota. 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Dang it. Pie was 314 today, and they're normally $10. Oh, crap. And I forgot to pick one up. Well... You should go get it right now. Because what do you got? Oh, well, check out WrestleCast Radio, of course, uh, every Monday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time as we talk all things WWE, New Japan, World of WrestleMania, the road uh, of the uh, New Japan Cup. Uh, we'll get the uh, second round matches all uh, talked about there, um, as well as our top five Dudley Boys WWE matches. Um, since we're leading oh. up to WrestleMania and the Hall of Fame. So come check it out oh. Monday here on blogtalkradio.com, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, just look up Strong Style Media or, of course, WrestleCast Radio. Hey, did you know if you Google Strong Style Media, our archive actually pops up and you can listen to each show? Whoa, even tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, also check out I'm... FML Solutions, Inc., I-N-C., dot com yeah. for all your d deer stand hunting needs yeah mark all the deer and then load up to at least 400 pounds inside of your uh transport uh easy setup oh. within 30 minutes or less uh you can build up to eight feet tall it's pretty dope yeah. you can get it from up above <laughs> <laughs> deer getting marked. 
That's Y'all the way it goes. Y'all don't say Mertz. What do you got on uh, on, on Soda Sound, good sir? Tomorrow I will be interviewing uh, Minnesota rapper Ken C. Uh, me and Maurice Higgins from uh, MN Social Hour. Um, and then Friday morning at 10 a.m., uh, listen to Corvin and I as we do Geek Typical, um, your morning geek-tastic nerd show. Yeah. Well, like yeah, anime. we'll be talking anime, games, uh, just nerd shit, whatever. I mean, it's whatever Corbin feels like at the time, and I just chime in when we need. <laughs> I awesome. sent the link to the, uh, uh, I guess, Corbin's in, uh, commercial. So that's cool. Uh, it'll be posted on the uh, Strong Style Media page. Check it out. Um, again, that's Friday, 10 a.m., Geek Typical. Uh, here, Corbin and I talk some uh, anime, uh, games, um, and I think that's pretty much what we'll talk about. Yeah. Because, like, being a nerd, uh, I guess, is cool nowadays. And so we being can a nerd? Have a Man, being a nerd has always been cool. I was a nerd. I mean, we kind of had to. I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't be in the streets and be like, "Yeah, man, I I got Pokemon." Like, shout out yeah, to my nerds. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't be out in the streets and uh, check out Tsunami. You feel me? You feel me? Why? Bro? That's what happens now. Skateboarding yeah. and shit. Yeah. Now. The fuck. <laughs> Wearing hats, backpacks with fucking cartoon characters. Wow, that just got. Hardcore for no reason. Uh, thank you for checking out tonight. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for the uh, for Emmett Hunter. Check him out on uh, season one yeah. of Atlanta. Um, also Dope. season two of Stan Against Evil and uh, his work on Homeland. Uh, at Emmett Hunter on Twitter. Check him out. Uh, good karma. Uh, good vibes uh, down your way, sir. Uh, for Kyle, uh, this is Alex. We haven't done a show like this in a long time. It was fun. Uh, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Archive, listen. Give us a like. Facebook, Stitcher, uh, iTunes, uh, Go Play, all that good stuff. Tune in radio. Give us a check. Also, strongstylemedia.com. We got some shirts hopefully coming on the way within about a month here. Check out the wristbands. We'll sign them. We'll write a funny antidote. We'll send you a, a lock of Kyle's beard. For Kyle Halfpine Adams, this is Alex. Good night. That's all I got. I, I still got to work on an ending. 80 shows That's later, right. and I still ain't got shit. Dude, you're still, you, you're still dope, man. What does this button do? Why not, though? Who's tranquilo now, dickhead? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's part of our show now. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Dickheads. <laughs>